In August 2015, Gary Newman and Dana Walden, co-chairs and CEOs at Fox, met with journalists to discuss the upcoming Prison Break reboot. When questioned about the reasoning behind rebooting this particular show, Walden remarked that people are still interested in these characters. And she was right. Prison Break remains one of the most successful library shows on Netflix. What is it about these properties that make them so ripe for being remade? A cynic might argue that it's the result of a tired system relying on fond nostalgia to gather as much cash as possible from a sinking ship. But what if it were something more? What if there was some intangible quality that couldn't be quantified? This show is about the search for that essence. This is Still Interested for Curio. Hello, and welcome back to Still Interested. This is our TV and film remake reboot podcast. I am, as always, Ben McAllister. I am Jackson Newsard, and joining us this week, we have a very special guest. Hello, my name is Kirsten Flint. Kirsten Flint, a very special person who is a real uh, media professional. So she's Ah, about to make us look like complete chumps. Yeah, Um, get excited. You're setting the bar real high. (laughs) (laughs) Well, it's just, it's a defense mechanism. Because then if there's any mistakes, we'll be like, oh, guess you didn't... uh, (laughs) Didn't all that up in the end, yeah. Those of you who listened to last week, or the week before, know that we were talking about Jurassic Park. Mm. Of course, is it 1993? June 1993. There you go. Classic film. We we talked some shit about it, as we're wont to do. Mm. And so, of course, we've watched the 2015, I guess you could call it a reboot of the franchise. Mm. Uh, in, in some senses, it's just a sequel, but it is also very much a reboot. And I think the degree of callbacks, like, it's it's yeah. a reboot. There's a lot of nostalgia yeah. that's just woven through there. I would Deliberately. say the film jerks itself off a lot. That's how I phrase it. <laughs> the memory of the original film. That's right. So Jurassic World, of course, 2015, uh, is what we're talking about. You've seen this movie before, right? Jurassic World. Jackson and I have not. But you're also a huge Jurassic Park fan in general. Definitely true. Um, As a 1993 baby myself, Uh um, it certainly was the fuel for a lot of my interest in, I guess, science generally. Yeah, I can relate to that. Because you studied, like, zoology, right? Yeah. Like, directly because of Jurassic Park, would you Uh, say? No, more like David Attenborough. Right. Uh, But Um, but could you say... His brother, the original (laughs) John Hammond. Yeah, Yeah. I mean, we could link that back. Yeah, Yeah, of course! Oh, whoa! I just love the Attenboroughs. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. She's a big Attenborough fangirl. That's right. Yeah, no, I definitely uh, chose the living animal route, Mm. but the whole, like, Mm -hmm. science is cool thing really struck a chord for me as a child watching the Jurassic franchise. If someone could make these animals no longer extinct, though, Yes. Do you think then you'd uh, you dip in? Would you be a zoologist for dinosaurs? Uh, ethics. Uh... <laughs> okay. What, what? Well, okay. Oh, we'll Rick, Rick, I, I imagine Ian Malcolm. Over here. <laughs> yeah, I know. What are you, fucking Jeff Goldblum? What are you, fucking? Maybe Chris? I am. Maybe, yeah. maybe I am. <laughs> well, the new Jeff Goldblum. Jeff yeah, Goldblum for Jesus. 2017. Thank, yeah. thank goodness you're here. To Real keep sexual us all... energy going. Yeah, on. exactly. <laughs> oh, Jesus. <laughs> okay. Let's just. Uh, I really hope people listen to the first podcast before they tune in for the whole 
Yeah. Sexual energy reference. Yeah, of course. <laughs> right. Yeah. Let's let's get on. Let's dissect this frog. <laughs> let's yeah, thump the melon. Do I have to have my catchphrase as well? Or? If you've got one, yeah, please throw it out. It. You can no. try a few things now. Just, you can just work on it. Just work on it. I'm working on it. I'll get back to you. Okay, we'll okay. edit it in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we'll edit it back in as a And my catchphrase <laughs> is yeah. yeah, exactly. So at some point, we'll take a few seconds. You'll just say that. It'll be great. Yeah, it'll be great. Cool, cool, okay. The first note that I have to get on into our notes for this film is that they've reused that classic font that they used for the opening of Jurassic Park like to, to pull in here again is the opening of Jurassic World and it's kind of modernized a little bit but that to me I think set the tone of just being like this movie is haunted by the ghost of the 1993 Jurassic Park at every turn every aspect of it just has to include some elements uh, I would just say yes clearly pandering to such fanboys as us um, <laughs> I would make the same choices myself you'd use the same font absolutely okay. I guess that nostalgia is like a, a bit yeah. of a money maker yeah. like certainly we um well, as you say we literally like hop back in and we're straight back at that egg hatch yeah you know, which egg would be hatch. a very Those uh, extreme close ups yeah. yeah they're back in as well <laughs> hey you made a point about close ups yeah. that's right very good Gusto <laughs> has clearly listened did <laughs> <laughs> my homework yeah very good <laughs> very good yeah so some eggs cracking open uh very cool yeah. shot we get like a close up on the eye of one of the dinosaurs yeah. in the, the eye of Sauron I, I would say they have the same <laughs> It's well. just like a zoom in on this little burning little eye. Squinty yeah. people there. Yeah. 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 yeah very well, there good. There you go. <laughs> Man, it'd be cheaper to just have one of us. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we just cut our costs. Yeah, exactly. Just, just one of us for the guest. It'd be way more efficient. So Certainly. the next thing we get, we see these little eggs hatching, and then straight away we're looking at like a big dinosaur foot smashing the pavement. But then it's not a big dinosaur foot, it's actually the foot of a crow. We're playing with perspective here, which oh, I thought was good. actually kind of nice, especially considering yeah. the throwback that is later when they talk about like being a monster is a matter of perspective. But we'll come back to yeah. that when we get there. So it was a nice, actually... nice prank from the filmmakers. Yeah, yeah, it was yeah. a prank. We got pranked right out Getting the gate. Pranks in early. <laughs> yeah. So, having not seen this film, this is my takeaway from this scene. So, we're in this little suburban house. There's a little boy. He's got kind of scruffy hair. He's, like, in his room, and his mum comes in and is like, we gotta go. We gotta he's, head out now. He's using a Viewmaster. Yeah. Which, <laughs> it's 2015. Do people use them still? Like, I guess this boy does. Yeah, I guess yeah, so. He loves them. I, uh... Saw the the map of the solar system on his wall. Uh, obviously, my mind went straight to Child Prodigy. Oh, oh very good. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. definitely. No. Like a few seconds later, we get to see, we get to meet uh, Zach Mitchell of the, the Mitchell family. We the find out older later. teen brother uh, and this sweet teen boy saying goodbye to his sweet teen girlfriend. Oh. Um, uh, they're going away for a week, and we get the line. Text me pics so I don't Text. forget what you look like. <laughs> Text me pics. And we I are love that. straight in on our first, uh, one of our points of remakeability, uh, hating on millennials. Yes! This film <laughs> entirely throughout fucking hates millennials. And you know what? So do I now. Yeah. I've watched this film. I hate millennials. <laughs> You've been convinced. This is exactly what I wanted and expected. A teen within character. Within the first few minutes. Within yeah. the first few minutes yeah. being shit on for being a teen. <sighs> I also just, I love text me pics as an expression. Uh, like, I mean, we were all teens once. Are they sexting? Like, what's going on yeah. here? Like, text me pics? I feel yeah. like has so a I don't very... what your dick looks like. Yeah. <laughs> you, you, you know that old, when you have dick amnesia, 
amnesia. It's true. Uh, seven days, it's a lot to remember. That's <laughs> <laughs> very true. Yeah. It's very, very true. I so, really appreciate that it was also underscored by um, Christmas music. Was yeah. it? Yeah. Oh, there yeah. you go. Have yourself a very merry yeah. Christmas. Okay. Which I was, was never referred to again. No. Very good. Because <laughs> you'd think it'd be like, someone that someone would be like, oh God, it's Christmas, it's the holidays. But never again, never again. did they bring it up. Yeah. Uh, so we get this scene, they head out to the airport, it's the two little boys, they're heading out to an airport in the car, there's a teary farewell at the airport, mm. she's like, oh, go be safe, hang out with your Aunt Claire, it's going to be great. And then the parents, just the second the kids leave, they just start bickering. Yeah. It's just like, you've become your mother. Well, maybe if you did the dishes, like, it's just, it's, it's yeah. painful to watch. Yeah. Um. What other movies has that, um, the mother been in? Because she's got a very familiar she's agree, face. She's in Archer. She's, um, the, Cheryl. She's Cheryl and Is she Archer. Cheryl? Yeah. Oh, amazing. Yeah. She's also in Arrested Development. Yeah, um, I believe that's, uh, that's, I believe that's Judy, Greer. Judy Greer. Yeah, yes. Judy Greer. Very good. Good, yeah. good get for them. Hey, Judy good Greer get. Great movie. get. I mean, in a movie where they have that crisp rat, yeah. who I love <laughs> I mean, so argue, much. arguably one of the most bankable stars going around at the moment. Now, did you say bankable or bangable? Because I both. said bankable, but both. Both, right. <laughs> yeah. I mean, he's I mean very... the, f- the film highlights how bangable the man he's is. He's a very handsome man, yeah. and he's very appealing. Uh, okay, so Judy Greer is there being, like, the waspiest, like, mother imaginable. Mm. And the little boys leave, and they get on the plane, and we get some uh, a scene where they're on the boat heading over towards Isla Nublar. Yeah, A really back. nice callback. Yeah. And the little boys, like, talking about how much he loves dinos and how excited he is, but so his big brother, yeah. all his big brother wants to do is stare at Juggy Babes, oh, right? Oh, <laughs> Juggy just... Babes is hard to hear. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's a hard term. Yeah. Um, but yeah, Basically, he's uh, apparently she didn't send him enough pictures because he had already forgotten what his girlfriend looks like. Yeah, he is immediately moved on and spends a lot of the film just not not talking, just staring. Yeah, that's true. At girls, at young women, and like, yeah, it is kind of strange, right? Because his girlfriend never gets a name. Never gets mentioned again. Mm. We see her once more in like a Skype window on his phone. Like later well, in the movie. Was it Skype or was it just something. a picture? Was it just a picture of her face? I, I think know. she just texted him a picture too. Like, yeah, well, she texted him pics. That's right. That's, and that, that's the payoff, right? Like, yeah, they, they did I it. I guess. But yeah. you can't so she just, like, that. isn't an important part of this movie. Yeah. But okay, whatever. I mean, I guess I guess it meant that they, they, they needed someone to say, text me pics of your face so I don't forget, or text me pics so I don't forget what you look like. Yeah, so, that's right. You know, you got to show them money or something. didn't specify face. No, that's, that's true. That's important. I'm just, I'm just hopeful. Uh, young and naive, <laughs> Yes. So now they're on a train. I actually made a note. I was like, everyone's so nonchalant. Fucking dinosaurs. Dude, well, that's this something becomes as important. Well. Yeah. Yes, we're about to talk about this. So thank you for getting us back but, like, on I mean, track. We, we can probably, like, basically what we can find out pretty soon is yeah. that people are just kind of like a bit bored of dinos, apparently. Yeah. Which is ridiculous, wrote... because dinos. Yeah. I don't think it actually is, because I wrote this note down before they brought it up in the movie, which was just something that occurred to me. It's like, the kids are on the train, they're heading into the park, and the little boy is so excited. And I was like, these kids have grown up in a world... Where there just are dinosaurs. 
Like, it's like going to the zoo. It's not yeah, like but, it is for us. But, but going to the, the zoo original. is dope. What do no, you mean? Going, like, every time I go dope. to the zoo, I'm like, fuck yeah. It's, it's dope, great. but it's not mind-blowing. Yeah. No, but like, like, even if you go to a friend's house and they have a doggo, you're still going to lose your mind over said doggo. Yeah, that's yeah, No sure. matter how many dogs you see in your that's entire true. life. Okay, but dinosaurs are not dogs. It's amazing. The, the point that I was making, though, was basically like, I don't understand fatigue sort of why, thing. yeah, it gets fatigued, this mm. idea of dinosaurs. Like, it, it, it's like just any regular animal to them. And I was like, this is a huge pothole. But then, as it turns out, that's literally the plot of the movie. Yeah. <laughs> Keeping in mind, so yeah. yeah. And, and we'll, we'll sort of come back to this, because there's statistics thrown around and that sort of thing. Yeah. But essentially, one of the things going in is that people, they're used to dinosaurs now. This isn't, yeah. this isn't the same world where they rock up and spend six minutes just being like, whoa, dinosaurs. Yeah, dude, People know about fact, it. We get a replacement of that shot. You know that iconic shot in the original movie with the da -da 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 -da, where Sattler and Dr. Grant like see the dinosaurs for the first time? In the open-top little... Yeah, in the yeah, little jeep. Yeah, yeah. It's replaced in this movie by the kids get into the resort, they get to go into their VIP suite, he throws the windows open and sees the park. No dinosaurs, a bunch of buildings. And it's the same music. Like, it's the yeah. like, da, da, da. the big reveal is there's a bunch of buildings it's in the It's like park. the one time they Which use that specific exactly. music as well. It's the same moment yeah. in the film. And they're like, this is what you get. It's now, it's, you know what it really is? It's a, it's a communist v capitalist manifesto. <laughs> That's what I mean. It's looking, it's, it's looking at the hubris of the wealthy. Like, we're right is... back on that remakeability. Exactly. Like, and this is something <laughs> that we've come across. But this film, I'm not sure, listen, I'm not sure if there was some sort of time travel involved, but they fucking nailed so many points that we had of just being yeah. like, Dude. these are the things to remake, and they did it. I, they I, did the yeah. damn thing. I actually feel like they've hit every single one of the yeah. things. Like, I can't stress enough. We, like you and I, had not seen this movie. No. We need to start making films, dude. That's right. Yeah. yeah. That's I mean, that's that's the end game of this podcast, yeah. I, I think feel. you need to start remaking films. Yes, yes. of course. It's, I mean, that's yeah. that's filmmaking these days, right? <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, oh, hot, hot take. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Mr. Hollywood. <laughs> 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 um, basically a bunch of bullshit happens and we like zoom in on uh, Bryce Dallas Howard yes yeah the That's... Claire yeah. Uh, Claire yeah. Yes. Uh, going down an elevator and just you know, reminding herself who she is yeah like she's in the elevator like uh, uh, these people their names yeah. and I'm Hal Claire. Hal Jim Erica Hal Jim Erica and I am Claire like, <laughs> it's just like is she telling herself or is she telling the audience that she yeah. is in fact there, the boys aren't Claire I think it's a neat little, uh, little yeah. combo shot a nice there, little you know? trick yeah, yeah. <laughs> a nice little camera play so we get a tour of the Jurassic World labs which is a throwback mm -hmm. and we uh, hear that operating costs are higher than ever <laughs> <laughs> And uh, um, we get her explaining, like, the, the call to action of this film, if you will, which is the idea that, like, people aren't interested in dinosaurs anymore, they're getting boring, so they have to make new species, yeah. the get, Indominus Rex. We've got uh, GMO dinos, essentially, like, they're, they're, in G they're gene splicing, and, it, yeah, it's a big deal, apparently, the film just keeps talking about it. Which was the same premise as the first film, was Of it course, not? yeah, yeah. yeah that, that is true. Um, yeah. In this one, it's probably to a greater extent. But this film really fetishizes dinosaurs, and we're going to get into that. But every time someone talks about dinosaurs, they're like, well, they're mythical creatures. 
Like, yeah. Look, listen, science cannot replicate the power of a dinosaur. That is just fact. Like, Speaking of fetishizing, dude. So we've, oh, we've my got God. These, we've yes. got these Thank suits. God. We've got these suits down in the lab, which is another fucking remakeability callback. Like, mm. a bunch of, like, classic, you know, lawyer suit boys and a woman in there, like, mm. fucking just being like, yeah, we gotta make more money out of the park. How are we gonna make the money? Get in the new dinos, new attractions for the dinos. <laughs> Um, so, we get, so yeah, the yeah, investors we, down yeah, there essentially. They're there, and she's she's talking about how they've made the new Indominus Rex, and uh, then one of the guys is like, "How do you make the dinosaurs?" And then he just does these weird hand yeah. gestures. He literally just he's like, "So how do you make them fuck?" Yeah. <laughs> to be fair, he's probably representing the vast majority of the audience that's there thinking. Mm. What well, as in like? I hope we get dinosaur fucking in this one. They've remade it. They didn't have dinosaur fucking in the first one. I, I really hope. Movie. It's this 2015. It. It's 2015. We can have dinosaurs fucking. We're ready now. for it. Yeah. I watched three movies in the 90s <laughs> waiting for some dinosaur fucking. And it didn't come up yeah. at all. Listen, it's time. The now. time is now. Oh, oh Jesus. Yeah, no, it, it is. This guy is like the, the movement of his hands is yeah. hard to, to portray in a podcast. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But imagine someone uh, imagining dinosaur genitalia and trying to mash it together I in their hands. There's, just, uh, off, there's probably just like a good gift that we could send mm. out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. we'll put that on the blog. We'll chuck it up on the Twitter. Yeah, yeah we'll yeah. tweet yeah, nice. it out. To sum all of that bullshit up very quickly. They've made a new dinosaur. It's the Indominus Rex. They've spliced a bunch of dinosaurs together. It's sponsored by Verizon because it's a new attraction. <laughs> People aren't interested in the old dinosaurs. They want new hot dinos. Yeah. And uh, we're moving on. Mm-hmm. Uh, at this point, I've written down a little note, which is, gee, I bet this won't go wrong. Yeah. <laughs> like the fact this that is foolproof. Yeah, they've spliced dino DNA together. I bet this doesn't clash with the key philosophical points being made by this movie at all. <laughs> Yeah, my next note is this young boy prodigy is such a fucking nerd. Mm. And like, don't get me wrong, I like smart people. This kid annoyed me so much in the first half. You know what annoyed him? Do you know what annoyed me the most? He's fucking running. Someone stop him running. Like, he's just running everywhere. He just yeah. doesn't walk. And at one point, because like, these, these... No, that's true. No, these yeah, kids see. are assigned this British lady to like, oh, look yeah. after them. And it's and at some one point, she's like, doesn't he slow down? And his brother's like, no. <laughs> He will not so slow down. Apparently, this boy has a condition where he can't stop running, <laughs> yeah. and that's just fact. If this boy stops moving below like 35 miles he an will hour, die. <laughs> he will die. He's a speed boy. Yeah, definitely. He's a speed demon, definitely, as definitely. it were. Uh, so, yeah, the little kid is running around the park. He runs over to this exhibit about DNA, and he reads out all the different base pairs, which Kirsten will now tell you. Uh, we'll, we'll edit it in. A T G C. Very good. Uh, he, he, reads go. out, he reads out. Yes. Science. That can, that's your catchphrase. Wait, wait. No, 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 no. no, I don't want my catchphrase to be copyrighted of someone else. Oh, true, of course. Yeah, sorry. I had yeah. a, a Breaking Bad uh, amnesia moment there. Yeah. I, I was in a fugue state. So to speak. <laughs> oh, dude. So nice. <laughs> you like that? Yeah. Like that little, extremely good. Thing. Like a double ref. Yeah. Like a tiered reference to yeah. Breaking Bad. Very good. No, definitely. Um, so, so the kid is like, He's at this exhibit and he's talking about the different DNA base pairs. And then, dude, I don't know if you noticed this, but we got, like, Mr. DNA, the goofy DNA strand, appeared on screen for a second. And I wrote in all caps, Mr. DNA, where did you come from? (laughs) (laughs) Which was one of your title pitches from last time. I know, truly. Like, I... 
it was nice seeing him again. Yeah. <laughs> like, uh, I, mean, I didn't like him immediately, but like, given an episode, like a whole movie's like time and twenty years, yeah, I kind of liked it. Well, it's obviously just another one of those hook-ins to that sweet nostalgia that yeah, us millennials right. will uh, relish. We'll all love it, us yeah. millennials. Yeah. yeah. Are they? Are, is this film negging millennials? <laughs> 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 you know that whole like pickup thing where it's kind of yeah, like yeah, you yeah. like kind of like put someone down but in a certain sort of way where they kind of like they want your approval yeah, or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like that, is that what this film is doing with millennials? <laughs> I yeah. just want you to love me. Like yeah, that. exactly. Like it's that. Yeah. Yeah. Did you ever see that show, The Pickup Artist? Yeah, Jason. We can't talk about the pickup oh, artist now. Fuck, it's good though. <laughs> we can't, it's we can't, so we funny. Can't go down anyway, this yeah, anyway so it's very good. We have to focus. It's very funny. <laughs> so, there's a whole segment where they talk about the accoutrement you can wear to attract the opposite sex, and the guy's like, "Wear this giant scarf." <laughs> yeah, that's, that's all no, you need to know. I mean, yeah, okay. <laughs> uh, if we are going to talk about the pickup artist, <laughs> just, for a minute. just a hot minute. That's yeah, just fine. a little minute. Like the one of the main characters is called like Mystery, right? Like, the guy's Mr. name... Mr. E. Yeah, is Mr. E. And his whole thing is about being, like, mysterious <laughs> and strange so that, like, people are intrigued by him. And he has his, like, hot Latin friend who's just, like, there. He's, like, wingman. He's just this hot Latin dude that's, like... Yeah, like, and he'll wear like crazy goofy clothes, yeah. like to attract I'm attention. Crossing fingers that this is like an early two thousands. No, yes. you nailed it. It's an like, early two yeah. thousands like reality TV show. Oh, reality and TV they show. Okay, these, okay. They brought these nerds on in, in inverted commas to be like, uh, hey, this pickup artist is going to show you how to pick up girls, and like and this is it is that they're a all travesty. Up eagerly for this yeah. TV show came out in two thousand and seven, my dude. Ooh. Hey, so is this a thing where I have to call you guys my dude as well, or...? Because <laughs> this is a thing that I have noticed. My dude, my dude. There's a lot of my dudes. Well, you're really uh, shitting on us. Yeah, wow. Well, uh, thank you for coming into our studio and fucking talking shit about our... Thank you for having me. Yeah, you're, you're welcome. So basically, we get this vibe that Claire is a very bad aunt. We get oh, a little yeah. bit of that earlier on. I don't think, I don't think we get bad aunt vibes and mm. perhaps this is just my world that I'm coming from and it's really weird like there's definitely a whole like professional woman can't have family uh-huh. Yeah, uh-huh. Uh-huh. I had a similar exactly. note later yeah. yeah yeah the two are mutually exclusive in yes this. Yeah. so yeah. the kids meet up with Claire like in the museum and she doesn't know their age she doesn't know anything about kids mm. it's like, been she's, seven years she's sweet since she's seen them but yeah. she doesn't know their age exactly. it is a sweet haircut actually I, uh, yeah, I, I feel like I feel like she's just asking to be a bitch like with the <laughs> sharp angle <laughs> they're like well, you, as, in, as in what she went to the hairdresser and was like make me a bitch like, yeah. I'm not sure give me yes. that professional lady head super yeah. professional you know, like it the, is very professional the yeah. type that just like trims it every single day to keep it on point yeah ice Maybe. cold ice cold okay know. She's ice cold. <laughs> yeah. Moving right along. We're in the control room of the park. We have this, like, young hacker boy who I think is Larry. 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 Uh, a J Park fanboy from way back. Yeah. He's wearing a t-shirt with the, the merch. Jurassic Park, the original park mm-hmm. logo, because now it's been rebranded as Jurassic World, and Jurassic Park is remembered as this disaster that occurred, like, 20 years ago where people yeah. died, yeah. and he's got an original shirt on, and apparently that's pretty disrespectful. <laughs> 
Uh, so much so that he's banned from wearing it. <laughs> yeah, he's told he's not allowed to wear it by Claire. Uh, we learned that Verizon Wireless is sponsoring the Indominus Rex, which is extremely nice. One thing, this movie loves product placement. Yeah. Which is incredibly a little bit of 2015. A little bit of Mercedes Benz a little bit later. But so also, much, dude. But there's, there's one part where they're just using product placement and another part where they're like kind of critiquing it as well. Yeah. And it's just really weird, like cycle yeah, no, them receiving money from our placement but also being like isn't it a crazy world we live in yeah. everything can be bought also us yeah. but we're just saying like this whole scene is literally them taking the piss out of the fact that Verizon <laughs> are sponsoring the Indominus Rex but this movie is bought and sold <laughs> by like various corporations yeah. there's Converse Shoes Beats by Dre Mercedes Benz oh, Starbucks so much Mercedes. Coffee mm. yeah. like it's everywhere it's everywhere it's kind of ridiculous. So, we next see Claire going to meet the, I guess, owner, or like mm-hmm. the, the, almost like chairman on the board sort of thing. The park like, owner. He owns the, the, park. the park owner. Mr. Mizrani. Uh, Mr. Mizrani. Is Ra- Mizrani? Mizrani. Who is just this friendly, very lovable dude. Oh, he's you know? a fun-loving guy. He, he's too rich. And he loves dinosaurs, dude. <laughs> he loves dinos. He sort of like uh, has insisted upon uh, flying this helicopter. Oh, he's it's two, so good. He's two days away from getting his license. <laughs> yeah, dude. Um, two lessons and very enthusiastic as oh. he's flying around and spooking out Claire because he's not perfect as a flyer he mentions that it was John Hammond's dying wish for him to take over this park yeah, and especially to spare no expense yes exactly. so John Hammond's dying wish was spare no expense <laughs> as he passed away so that oh. some other rich fuck would just keep paying more money than they should I mean that's very on brand for John Hammond yeah right? that seems to be and like I mean everybody. I guess as you as you pointed out last time like if they had just spared no expense yeah. nothing <laughs> would have happened and I think actually that's probably fair in this film as well yeah, that's they're a little true. cheap and like yeah. if they hadn't done that nothing would go wrong but how, have, how would they have then been able to remake the films if they had spared no expense in the first place thus no problem yeah that's true mm. the problem the problem is that conflict really drives, yeah. <laughs> drives narratives. It's like, we live in movie land, and, and movie land happens. We do, in fact, live in movie land. I've got written down about this guy, that he loves dinos, he doesn't care about money, Ooh. he's very much in the spirit of John Hammond, and for all of those reasons, while he's piloting this helicopter, he is my first nominee for MVP, of Mr. Course. Mazzarani. Of course. He's got to be in the mix, right? Yeah, I, I think he's up there. I loved him. Every time he was on screen, I was like, what a friendly man. Yeah. A bit misguided, but he's very rich. What a lovely but what boy. what do you think his motives were, just... Yay science, yay dinos. Like, just yay kind dinos. Because yeah. he, he says things like, are the dinosaurs having a happy life? Are the patrons enjoying themselves? Well, this is where we get the whole like, statistic. He, like, where is uh, patron enjoyment at? And she's like, it's in the low 90s. Yeah. The low 90s? That's insane. Yeah. Like, does that not seem incredibly, like, like oh, uh, the patron enjoyment levels, 92%. Yeah. They're fucking loving it. Like, and then being like, oh, they're pretty bored of dinosaurs. So. <laughs> yeah, that, that is like, a good point. Like, low 90s, what do you mean? That is a good point. They're an extremely good park, though. Yeah. They're preempting the dip. Yeah. And they're okay. getting it, because they want that 100%. Yeah, yeah that, they, they want, want that sweet hundo. they got to get that triple digit. Yeah. He does also refer to it as my new dinosaur, though, so it's kind of like tapping into that, like, yeah. hubris, Very wealthy. Paternal. 
own yeah, this yeah. shit. Oh yeah, I mean, there's plenty more of that later in the film. I wouldn't even necessarily levy that at this guy. So at this point, the guy says th- this line, which is that the key to a happy life is to accept that you are never actually in control, mm. which is the first bit of like bullshit philosophy that we get in this film. Yeah, and also like a direct reference to fucking Doctor Sadler taking John Hammond to task. That particular line is featured like five or six times in this film of people directly calling back to it. And admittedly, hey, good moment in the film, but my God, like they, they love it so much. Um, so Mizrani lands the helicopter. They head over to check out the Indominus Rex paddock. Now, at this point, with your permission, I'd like to talk about dream casting. Okay. Who do you think does Simon Mizrani better than this actor? For me, this scene where the guy gets out of the helicopter with his open collared shirt and he's swaggering over to the Indominus Rex paddock, there's only one man that comes to mind. And it is Jeff Goldblum. (laughs) Now, I know that creates problematic elements. Of course. In this world, because, of course, you know, Dr. Ian Malcolm is already a character in this universe. And also hated by John Hammond. Yeah. So it could never have Sure. So I'm not saying it's Dr. Malcolm. I'm saying it's Jeff Goldblum playing Mm. Simon Maserani. I wouldn't mind seeing, like, a, a Ben Kingsley or someone oh. like that, you know? Yeah. Can you elaborate? I don't know who Ben Kingsley is. Uh, he played Gandhi. And also, uh, he was in Iron Man 3. Aha. <laughs> <laughs> uh-huh. uh, did you see The Jungle Book? Did you the see recent one? Uh, no. Thunderbirds? He's in that as well. No. Man, Ben Kingsley's done some shit. <laughs> he's done some movies. Isn't he also in Kingsman? I think his name is... No. no <laughs> I think his film. name has a close similarity to Okay, <laughs> Ben Kingsley. What's he famous yeah. for? <clears throat> uh, Gandhi, Schindler's List, Twelfth Night, Schindler's Sexy Beast. <laughs> Lucky, Sexy Lucky Beast number 11, Shutter Island. Shutter Island! Yeah, he is in Shutter Island. Uh, Prince right. of Persia, The Sands of Time. Wow. Hugo and Iron Man 3. So there you go. that's Wikipedia itself. Anyway. Iron Man 3 was not, was not a bad get. They show up at the Indominus Rex paddock, and uh, we learn very quickly from Claire talking about it with um, Mr. Mizrani that apparently it's very smart. We also see here that this uh, Indominus Rex can sense thermal radiation. Yes. Uh, So I noticed at this point that these were the two dinosaurs that we saw hatching in the opening shot of the film. Mm -hmm. Because there were two of them, they initially said, and then this one, she ate her sibling. The Indominus Rex that still exists, which I'm going to refer to as Irex for the remainder of the film. Yeah, so we get to see this, uh, like, not much of it, but we get to see a bit of this uh, Indominus Rex, the old Irex. We learned that they spared no expense (laughs) on the construction of the cage for the Indominus Rex. They got the best structural engineers in. I wonder if they got Michael Schofield. Little cross oh, product, wow, little a little bit cross, of prison break uh, in there, of course. Yeah, probably not if he's an uh, escaped not. felon. But, uh, yeah, that's true. Yeah. We next we get to see our uh, our big hero, I guess. Our charming, handsome leader. Yeah, man. Chris Pratt playing Owen Grady, and oh. he's uh, training raptors. And he's training raptors, and he's a dreamboat. This whole scene, I feel like, serves no other purpose than to position that crispy rat as the dreamiest dreamboat of all time. Dreamy, but also talented and down-to-earth. Oh, you know, yeah. we like him. Yeah. Oh, yeah. We like him as so a you got to love this boy. Yeah. Yeah. He's so good. It's also just like Terminator 2, I think. You know? <laughs> um, the Raptors are back to save uh, Sarah Connor. Okay, dude. I literally made a Terminator <laughs> 2 note much later in you the movie. You guys have to stop yeah. spending We're going to have to fire together, one of us. Yeah, this... <laughs> <laughs> That's it. Fire. <laughs> yeah. 
Um, but yeah, like it's literally, it's that's the literal vibe. It's like remember how rappers were the fucking worst in the first one. Well, now they're friends. Yeah, dude. What are you going to do now? We also get to meet here uh, Hoskins, played Hoskins. by Vincent D'Onofrio dude. of uh, Daredevil fame recently. I love Hoskins. He's, he's someone else. Uh, we do get him to say the line, having seen uh, Chris Pratt like, uh, work with these raptors, he <laughs> comes up to them, trying to convince them to start using the raptors in uh, real life rather than just in training, and says... I just saw a real bond between man and beast. Yeah, dude. and that's beautiful, man. That's not the that's only beautiful. It you is got, beautiful. You've got some good lines. Yeah, it's not the only insane thing he mm. says in this very scene. Mm. So Hoskins is Chris Pratt's or uh, Owen Grady's boss, and apparently Grady hasn't been turning in his reports. And as you say, he's like, "We got to test these these rappers out in the field. I know you can control them." And then he says this completely unhinged, unmotivated line: "You and me, we're the same. We're dogs of war." <laughs> Yeah, I guess because Grady's an ex-Navy man, yeah, but it just doesn't make any sense. It's a very strange thing he, to say. He also brings up the fact that, like, technology cannot ever beat the uh, killer instinct of dinosaurs. Yep. I think that's insane. No, it is I think insane. in a hypothetical, you're like, dinosaurs versus robots, and you're like, oh, dinosaurs win every time. That's yeah. that's obscene to yeah. me. And like, it's, again, it's more of that whole, like, fetishization of dinosaurs we yeah. saw even in the first one, where yeah, it's like, right metal? Who gives a shit? They're yeah. dinosaurs. And they're it's like They're still creatures. Like, yes. what are you talking about? They're still just big animals. And I think guns and nukes are yeah. very effective yeah. Yeah. tools the to yeah. use against dinosaurs. But anyway. Yeah, crazy. Yes. The, the, the true moral here is that humans are the real monsters all along. He also um, says, it's grown-up time. That was actually uh, my first nomination for uh, title. title. Yeah, yeah, I put that down as well. It's that was my first one as well. Time. All right. Yeah. It's grown-up time. <laughs> Throw it in the mix. We're right there. He also brings up control again. Yeah. Like being like, we can control these creatures. And the whole thing. can't be bored. But the illusion was having control at all. Yeah, like, dude. It's that that line has influenced this film more yeah. than any other from the original. <laughs> That's exactly right. You are never in control. Like this guy Most says this guy says a lot of crazy shit. Mm. He says war is a part of nature. He goes on to say things like struggle breeds greatness. He has like, my second pitch and one of my favorites for episode title. Uh-huh. Extinct animals have no rights. Yeah. <laughs> That is an amazing title pitch. <laughs> it's very good. Yeah, because that really does sum up this entire film. It does, yeah. Um, so for all of this crazy shit that this guy says in this scene, for me, he gets a nominee for MVP. Yes, yeah, really? Hoskins is in the MVP no. mix. No, you hate him? He talks so much shit. Yeah, but it's War very is watchable. A struggle. Struggle breeds greatness. I know. Progress always wins. <laughs> oh, and the whole like, well, maybe progress shouldn't win this yes, time. Dude, this classic Fucking hell. Chris Pratt, communist, anti-progress manifesto. <laughs> that is incredibly yeah. like delivering on the remake. We really saw into the heart of the film last yeah. episode, didn't we? Yeah, we really pierced the veil. <laughs> Um, Alright, we get this, what I assume is going to be the most iconic scene of the film, because having not seen this movie and having seen nothing but memes about it, uh, this scene where Owen Grady, that crisp rat, holds off three raptors by mm. just putting his hands out and kind he of talking to them. He is a smart, talented, intelligent man, mm-hmm. that crisp rat. Mm-hmm. Yeah. His that, raptors. Did you just All want right. to say that? Yeah, I did. Okay. <laughs> My contribution to this podcast, we love Chris Pratt. Yeah. Yeah. Kirsten's bringing a bit more of that Jeff Goldblum energy into, yeah. into this space again. We all love Chris Pratt. Sex boy? Was that, <laughs> was that the term from the last podcast? Yeah, he's a sex boy. Um, <laughs> my nomination for sex boy is... <laughs> <laughs> Would you disagree? 
<laughs> no, not for a, not for a moment. If there was a sex boy in this movie, it is Chris Pratt, as evidenced by. I would argue okay, that the teen <laughs> brother is more of a sex boy because okay. he spends the entire film being like, <laughs> "That I'm is sorry, true." Who? The teen, the, the brother, teen Zach. brother Zach. <laughs> no, okay, hang on, hang on, hang on. The term sex boy does not mean they're the most sexually attractive person in the film. It means they spend the most time actively engaging with the idea of sex. Thank you for so, that clarification of terminology. Yeah, because, because last film, it was Jeff Goldblum and it was the lawyer. Like, still, still though, <laughs> it is still Chris Pratt, even yeah. with that clarification. Because of a scene that's coming up a little shortly, but let's mm. not jump the gun. We'll get back to that. Yeah, there we go. He saves this guy. This guy falls off the... the, 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 the what? This guy falls off the gantry. The new guy. Oh, yeah, the new guy falls off the gantry. Oh, great, he goes in, holds off the raptors. They all get out safe. Everything's very great. And he's made out to be a very handsome, charming, talented man. Now, see, here comes my first nomination for uh, Most Valuable Player. Okay. I don't know if he ever got a name, mm-hmm. but the black French guy. Right, yes. Yeah, I only love this guy. person with his, like, feet on the ground, you know? Yeah, like, the yeah. whole film, he's, like, pretty sensible, he's just, right? He's yeah, so yeah. sensible. But I agree, he does not get a name, I don't think. Is that... We can look it up. Yeah, okay. <laughs> I'm going to look it up right now. Barry. <laughs> <laughs> Is there a surname? Just no, Barry. Just Barry. <laughs> the character's name is Barry. Yeah. He's I guess it's assistant yeah. who helps care for the raptors. I guess it's kind of like Prince, right? Like, it's just one <laughs> name. Artist yeah. formerly known as. Yeah. As Barry, that's <laughs> right. Uh, very good. So, um, we next jump to the kids having a fun time in the park. They're at the, uh, I guess, the SeaWorld exhibit. Yeah. Seeing these, uh, like the feeding of this big old dino. It's a big sea dwelling monster. Yeah, they see it being fed F- for reasons that aren't exactly clear. The kids decide to run away from their minder. Like they're Ooh. hanging out in this little like kids' world part of the park, and they, they see a moment and they're like, "Shit, run!" And they yeah, run away scatter. from like the yeah. yeah, they run away from the super nanny. from Zara, yeah. and she's British, and they invented nannies. Yeah. That is a quote from the film. That's is true. that not uh, a key element of a remakeable film? And that insubordination. I mean, it's literally like, if, it, if you have to pick a theme or a through line through uh, all four episodes of the podcast so far, it's probably insubordination. Is it a theme of the podcast or is it a theme of all Hollywood movies ever? Yeah. I mean, insubordination is great, right? It's an important part of yeah. any good movie. Well, I guess because everyone hates their bosses, right? Exactly. You've got to have that element in there. And That's... so many of you see someone be like... my yeah. boss is listening, I do not hate you. Yeah. Yeah, Mike, you're all right. <laughs> uh, well, I am my own boss and I do hate myself. <laughs> <laughs> yeah okay we get the boys who've run away from the nanny they're walking around the park checking out all this different stuff they enter the t-rex paddock and we see a goat and a red flare being dropped on the ground in a huge callback this is actually very nice i like this a lot there's a little goat tied to a post and like a red flare dropping down to the ground just like foreshadowing this huge callback to like the flares being used to attract the attention of the t-rex so they can eat the goats just wanted to get that out there i thought that was really nice why is it always goats like, I what does this franchise have against goats? Why not the cow? Yeah, like, I guess they just love... Like, just once. They just, the T-Rexes love goats, I guess. So so the, the mum calls the kids, finds out the aunt's not with them, and then she calls the aunt, her sister, to basically just bitch at her about not hanging out with the kids. She's, like, crying on the phone about the fact that she's not hanging out with the kids. It's all very bad. It's meant to be family time, but it's, they're not there. Like, yeah, <laughs> like her yeah. being like, it's meant to be the whole family vacation. It's like, uh, you, you're getting a divorce, so you dumped your kids... 
onto your like your sister. Like yeah, it's very bad. Like we get a, a line, a promise tomorrow is worth a lot less than trying today. Uh, it killed me. I, mean, I passed out for six minutes. Yeah, <laughs> doesn't really make a heap of sense as a thing to use as a truism. Yeah, because like, it's also like. Well, I mean, okay, fine. Fuck you. It's like, I'm busy today. I'll help yeah. you tomorrow. I'm yeah. so sorry. Like, yeah, it's rough. Very good. So our rich friend Simon has decided that he needs Owen Grady to come in and take a look at this Indominus Rex paddock to make sure it's safe. Yeah. Um, this is important. So we get this conversation between uh, Claire and Grady. I mean, I mean, this scene is the one for me that cements his status as the sex boy the of sex the film. Boy. That's because- right. Sex Underscore. Sex underscore boy. Spelled B-O-I. You have written it down. Whoa, You've written sex underscore right boy. He's just kind of sexually harassing her a little bit. Yeah, no, definitely. In a, yeah, a I mean, <laughs> given that she's his boss and he's just yeah. kind of like, the woman going to fuck, though. <laughs> yeah, like, no, it's kind of like, no, I just write down like... Probably not that. Why, why are you sexually harassing this woman? That doesn't seem... He also goes on a good. tear here about like how like she's like, oh, your whole training raptors thing. And he sort of talks about how uh, it's a you can't control these again, control, but you can't control these dinosaurs. And then it's a relationship, which leads me to my alternative theory for what this film was about sex with dinosaurs and beasts generally. <laughs> yeah. Because there are so many people in the film that's like, oh, it's a relationship, man. It, you have got to cultivate it and then it will pay off. Like, oh. <laughs> there are so many points in this film. Like, like is that uh, where this rabbit hole ends? Like, yeah. we learn how to engineer, like, genetically engineer dinosaurs and then we start fucking we them. We fuck is, them. Is, is that, the natural is that, Yeah. I mean, that's what humans would do, right? We'd learn how to genetically engineer dinosaurs, then we'd <laughs> fuck them and Try then we'd... Try and stick our genitalia in them. Yeah, yeah. and then we'd start eating them for meat. And then That's, we and then we get the... we get dino centaurs and then yeah. that would be real half human half dinosaurs Jurassic World two Chris Pratt fucks a raptor it's like Chris Pratt on top raptor on the bottom so it's very fast but it's got yeah. that like, and like kind yeah, pretty yeah, yeah kind exactly. of attractive as well and like you kind so of the whole wanted... audience is like this is wrong but kind of right <laughs> and you want it to catch you. That's right. <laughs> yeah, that's the thing. That's the thing. It never kills you. It yeah. just fucks you. Yeah. And so everyone's like, oh, no. Oh, no don't no. catch me. Oh, whoa. But everyone's just like slowly jogging and he yeah. fucks everyone on the island. Yeah. It's called Dinosaur Sex Romp. Yeah. And it's coming next year. Anyway, so once um, Grady is done sexually harassing his boss, he agrees that he'll go have a look at the uh, paddock for the Indominus Rex and determine whether or not it's safe. Yeah, I mean, it's it's his job, so that's fine. This scene also, clash of worldviews. Owen thinks making dinosaurs from different DNA is a bad idea. Claire loves it. It's all just, you know, it's it's like the, the primary philosophies that this film is establishing uh, are really coming to a head in this scene. Mm. So, we're at the Indominus Rex paddock. Grady's there. Claire's there. They're still playfully bantering about... Uh, well, I guess like we, we totally skipped over them bantering about the time they went on a date but didn't have a date too. And apparently Grady showed up wearing board shorts. How dare he? I know, right? He's on that island time. Yeah, though. he really is an island boy. Yeah. He just loves living that island lifestyle. He loves the beach. He loves to party with his friends. It's all he cares about. Yeah. But now he's in the Indominus Rex paddock and, and, and we get to learn that the Indominus Rex is a T-Rex with some classified DNA contents. And the guy, I bet at this point, this was my feeling, the guy who is the Asian guy who's in the lab. Yeah, that we same, see the star, same dude, yeah. Same dude from the original film, Dr. Wu, same actor playing the same character, 
I think he's up to something. Okay. He's literally he's wearing a tight fit black turtleneck. Yeah. He is definitely a dodgy character. Yeah. I mean that's very corporate outfit of a villain. Yeah, definitely. Yes. Yeah, and so we have Chris Pratt here with his anonymous Rex. Um they're looking for it and they can't seem to find it. They they run like a thermal scan. There's no signs. There's yeah. claw marks up the walls. Yeah. They think this dino has escaped. Dude. So Claire is like, I gotta go back to the control center. We can track it from there. And then our boy Grady heads into this dino paddock. Yeah. Before they realize that it has escaped, he points out that leaving it alone in complete isolation is a bad idea because it won't develop social skills and it won't know where it fits into the world, mm. which will make it more dangerous. At this point... I have to nominate Sleepy Guard Boy for MVP because of how poorly he handles this scene and how bad he is at his job. Like, they're like, where's the Indominus Rex? And he, he's literally just like, oh, shit. And then he continues eating his snacks yeah. like while he's looking at the monitors. You've got something this, to say? I have the same note. Blue hat guy eating chips. You just know he's going to die. <laughs> <laughs> and die he does. Yeah, he certainly in the does. In scenes. the most, most pathetic death He scene. does such a poor job, <laughs> yeah. but I love him so and much. So, so to hit maybe like a little bit of fast forward here, <laughs> yeah. Claire like is driving for some reason yeah, yeah, yeah. and then calls up the control center and is like, we're going to track this dino. What, what's the deal sort of thing? Yeah. And then they're like, the dino's in the cage. Yeah. Uh, it's and, it's and then, GPS tags. It's yeah, in the cage, yeah. even though they so couldn't this, see it on the monitor. This dino has just been hiding. My point is, if she could just call the control room, why did she leave in the first place? Why was she like, I've got to get back and just start driving? <laughs> yeah, like, that's a great point. I guess she just panic response. Uh, yeah, I guess they're like, well, it's not here, so there's no point being here. I guess so. They're like, she's probably anticipating a lot of damage control. <coughs> yeah, yeah. In the very so she near just future. she wants to be in the control room. Once she's I guess. got it all under control. So we get this dino a- appearing in this cage, and we got your boy Grady in there. That anonymous, uh, the chip eating security guard, and some anonymous dude. An anonymous boy. Yeah, who and has he- not been in the film before now, <laughs> and just there. won't be in for much longer. <laughs> He gets eyes straight away. They open the fence. Um, the uh, chip-eating security guard gets out, and then Chris Pratt barely makes it out. But there's another sliver that the Indominus Rex can like bash its way out of yeah, the dude. steel gate that looks very secure. Oh, it's absurd, and it doesn't make a lot of sense. Again, dinosaurs versus metal. Fucking okay, sure. It's a recurring element of the franchise. Um, what we also get here is other than <laughs> our sweet chip-loving security guard getting chomped in a very <laughs> funny way. He gets murdered, dude, and I feel so bad for him. Yeah, he literally is just, like, sitting down on the floor, like, Not mystified as he gets chomped. Oh. Very pathetic. We next get uh, our boy Simon uh, talking. Uh, basically, Claire wants to put out a whole, like, evacuation warning, and Simon's like, no, we can control nature. We can slow this down. I don't think we should panic, people. He's like, this was inevitable. Yeah. Eventually a dinosaur was going to escape. We've got protocols in place. Just we like, can control oh, it. This isn't a problem. The hubris of the wealthy. <laughs> yeah, dude, exactly. Highly remakeable. Highly remakeable. Very good. And he and Claire are there, and he's like, it's totally fine. We got this under control. And we see a bunch of, like, tactical SWAT boys suiting up and rolling out. They're grabbing guns. They're getting in cars. They're heading outside. It all looks very cool. 
After the control room scene, we head back over to the raptor paddock and we get uh, this guy, Barry, as we learned from reading Wikipedia <laughs> is his name, talking to Hoskins. And Hoskins is like, we're going to get these raptors out there. And I feel like Barry's there like being like, no, fuck you, Hoskins. You don't know shit. Insubordination. Very, very good. Very good. They're hating on their boss. It's extremely good. And uh, w- w- what's the key takeaway from this scene? I feel like... Uh, I mean, it's the title line, right? Like, yeah. these people never learn. Yeah, well, yeah. And it's the same. You're never in control. Yeah, you again. You have no control over yeah. anything. That's right. They're down in the paddock, and, like, Hoskins is trying to be like, we got to use these raptors to hunt down the Indominus Rex. And then Barry's just like, these people. They never learn. <laughs> we also, I have done here, plot twist, unlikable dickbag is unlikable, because Hoskins, like, after Barry, like, walks away... Not very far, but he moves and then he just like picks up his phone and he's like, we may have an opportunity here. Yeah, I think we're about to see some corporate espionage because Hoskins is talking to someone that we haven't met yet about how they have an opportunity to maybe steal some in-gen tech. Like, this guy is the Dennis of this movie. Yeah, me. it is he, very, very spooky. Vincent D'Onofrio is doing a great job and... We already nominated him for MVP, I yeah. feel like. No, he's, but for this he's scene, I'd love to nominate Barry, because he had that great line that was a title pitch, which yeah. is, these people, they never learn. And that's, like, a very good pitch for this whole franchise, yes. I would say. <laughs> yes. If people, people learned ever, <laughs> nothing would go wrong. These people, they never learn is a good title pitch. All right. These people never learn. Also, spare no expense. Yes. <laughs> that's, that's the message the of the film. two things you need to know. So, now we're back hanging out with the little boy, uh, Zach and Gray. Yeah, we get this very uncomfortable scene of this kid crying about his parents having a divorce. Yep, so the It kind of sucks. He's figured out his parents getting divorced. His older brother does not care. Yeah. Well, it just really sucks because it um, impinges a lot on his ability to pick up some cute chicks because his little brother's crying and that's not hot. Yeah, that's no, not hot at all. No, exactly. Yeah. And he's just, yeah, having a little whinge and his, his moody teen millennial brother. At one point he says... I'm going to be gone in two years. Yeah. Where is he going? <laughs> yeah. I, I assume college, right? Like Maybe he's like 16 or like 15 yeah. or whatever. But like, why, if your little brother is crying, be like, our parents are getting divorced. Hey, hey I'm gone in two I'm years. I'm gone in two years. years. Yeah. I don't give a shit. My you point is, just, like, uh, the familiar relations in this film fucking suck. They get better as time goes on, but, like, the brothers, the sisters, they all suck. Familial relations in the whole Jurassic franchise are a little bit iffy. The SWAT team track down the Indominus Rex, or rather they track down its tracking implant, which it has scratched out of its own body, doing a little bit of self-surgery. Which I think is obscene. It's ridiculous. I get this thing is intelligent, but that is... That is ridiculous. It's completely insane. So they're there holding this tracker in this chunk of dino flesh, and there's this blood dripping down on the guy's hand, and it's very intense. And he turns around, and the Indominus Rex comes out of the trees, comes out of its camouflage, and this guy, dude, he has quite possibly the best last words of all time, which are, it can camouflage! Because the Indominus Rex just... Eats him Dude, for breakfast. I have that as Smokes well. Like, Such a good line. We also get to see all these. Uh, yeah, we all had it. That's all three, baby. Um, <laughs> we also get these like video game stats yeah. of all the grunts out there yeah. with like fucking life support, like yeah, like yeah. life systems. 
Uh, and <laughs> my favorite one was personally seeing one guy get chomped and then just going to Craig and then he was going to Craig <laughs> zero not Craig yeah. no and there was like a Lee in there yeah. which is these like nameless people that are given names just to have them wiped out Dude, it is horrifying yeah. it's literally like five or six dudes just get demolished by the IRAX. And they're just sitting there in the headquarters mm. just yeah. watching them flatline. Yeah, dude. And we get this the look on Mr. Mizrani's face. Like, there's a moment where the camera comes to him and he's just like, Is that oh. he just, he does the, he does the praying into the hands. Yeah, yeah, mm, yeah. What have I done? It's so good. Chris Pratt's mad about this whole thing. He's bailing. They put out the official call to lock down the result. Because yeah. it's like, phase one, real world, get everyone back in the... Yeah, that's a weird thing as well. Yeah. Phase one, real world. Which is their code word, I guess. But anyway, they put out a phase one, real world command, which is all of the patrons have to get out of all the different rides and shit yeah. and head back to the center of the park. And so we jump to uh, our good teen friend, Zach and Gray. Uh, Mitchell, that's their surname. Mm-hmm. I, I, I ascertained. Um, man, the Zach teen sucks so much. And he's just trying to be Jeff Goldblum so bad. Yeah. Uh, he wants to be the sex boy. There's yeah. a lot of awkward staring going on. He doesn't yeah. realise that there's already a sex boy in this movie. Yeah. And it's not him. The fool. <laughs> um, also, these brothers suck and I don't care if they die. That was my opinion <laughs> at this point in the film. Okay. Um, did I, it change? It did change. To me, what's strangest about this is how much Grey... The, like, the last time we saw these kids, Grey is weeping about the fact that his parents are getting a divorce. Literally the next thing we see, that's all been forgotten, never to come up again, and they're getting on a ride. Yeah. They're but, getting in line for a ride. I mean, I guess... Dinos. Yeah, right. that's what yeah, I mean. I mean, right? sure. Like, imagine being like, oh, that's pretty sad. Oh, well, I guess I'm going to hang out some dinosaurs now. Like, I, that's pretty good as yeah. a consolation, right? But just don't put it in the film. Yeah, that's true. So, it's probably a smoother film without that, but that element. Yeah, that weird element. Yeah, so yeah. they get in a ride, they're heading out in this little gyroscopic ball... But, we get one of my favorite characters here, okay. and a tip for one of my MVPs. Okay. With this miserable millennial operating the ride, oh. who, like, as these kids get into this gyroscopic ball, uh, they head out and just kind of like, enjoy the ride. He then, then gets a message from Control being like, hey, stage one real world, we're locking down the top part of the, uh, like, all rides are cancelled, head home. He's yeah. trying to talk to this crowd, and he's just like, Oh, come on, man. This is my job. I oh, just no. work here. I'm so just working here. Every retail employee. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't make the rules. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and he's just this, like, feeble man trying to, like, calm these masses. And they wouldn't have a bar of it. Yeah. And I thought that boy did an admirable job. No, I think that's fair. He, he tried his Bad best. Boy. So the boys head off on their ride. Everyone else is sent home, and now we get a scene where Mr. Mizrani is heading down to the lab to meet Dr. Wu, and he's like, hey, what the fuck's up? This thing can camouflage, it can also hide its thermal signals, and Dr. Wu's like, what? Oh yeah, I guess we gave it cuttlefish and frog DNA, yeah. which allow it to do that. Sorry! This thing, it's a real, <laughs> D, it's a real DNA cocktail. Like, they're just kind of like, yeah, we just threw a bunch of shit yeah, in there. Yeah, it's literally like that scene in Rick and Morty. Yeah. Where he's literally like, it's like, how do we make humans? Just throw a bunch of random shit together and you make something that approximates human DNA. They're literally like, dinosaurs, yeah? Alright, half T-Rex and some cuttlefish and also some frog. Why and, the hell not? Uh, we get another line for a title pitch here from me, from, from Dr. Wu, who says, nothing in Jurassic World is natural. 
Which I think is a pretty good description of everything that happens in this movie. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Nothing feels very natural. Everything is real forced. Yeah. Contrived. Yes, exactly. (laughs) So nothing in Jurassic World is natural. There you go. Uh, Now we're back out to the boys. They're in their gyro ball. They're enjoying this ride. And for some reason, Jimmy Fallon's in the movie. And I hated this and I won't talk about it anymore. Yeah. Jimmy Fallon's there and he's just uh, doing some fun SNL bits and talking about, like... (sighs) Dinosaurs. It sucks a lot. I can't with you on this. Yeah, yeah. there's just no way. Yeah, we have to move on. I don't know. Did you, how, how did you find it? <laughs> well, I just I had a note um, that they were in fact not laughing at Jimmy Fallon, and that's yeah. like, perhaps the most lifelike <laughs> of the whole movie. <laughs> That's right. Not that's, laughing. That's a hot take. Oh, oh my god. That's so good. Shitting on Jimmy Fallon. Very good 2017 comedy. I love oh, that. Oh my Kirsten. god. We next get uh, Claire back in the control room mm-hmm. trying to figure out what's going on, realizing, oh shit, my the family kids. members. That I, I haven't here. thought about it all. Yeah. <laughs> I better give Zara, my super nanny, a call. At which point Zara's like, listen, I lost him. Here's the thing. Why didn't Zara call her boss being like, hey, I lost your kids like two and a half hours ago. Yeah. Just thought I'd <laughs> You know how there's a lockdown up. now because of an emergency scenario? Yes, I haven't mentioned this to you yet. Yeah. But I lost the kids. Don't <laughs> worry about it. Why would she not? Like, no. Because she's trying to save her job. One thing I have here as well is that like there are, we start getting around this point, a lot of different phone calls and walkie-talkie shots and that sort of thing. And just like the signal being very bad. Yeah. If they've spared no expense, oh, why is this a it thing? It sucks so like, much. Like, so much is just kind of being like, ah, there's no, ah, the connection's bad. It's like, this should not be an issue. It's so contrived. It happens in the, the very first scene when they're in the Indominus Rex's cage. Yeah. And, like, they're trying to call him from Ratron and be like, it's in the cage, get out of there. And literally, over the speaker in the cage, it's like, yeah. and someone has to pick it up and be like, what? And they're like, it's in the cage, get out of there. And it's like, why is that even a thing? You cannot convince me that in a dinosaur park that's like state of the art and that sort of thing. They've been able to clone dinosaurs. Yeah. And then you're all like, oh, also all the comms are fucked. Like that's, there are more examples of comms being fucked in this film than of successful telecommunication. Well, they're just useful like plot twists, you know? Yeah. But that doesn't mean it's not garbage. you can't write good scripts, (laughs) (laughs) it can't go wrong. I mean, this this script is based on the characters of Michael Crichton. Yes. (laughs) That's the most you can say for it. <laughs> um, so, uh, so now we get the scene. We're back following the kids in the ball, and uh, they, they say a whole thing about how, like, hey, we've got these VIP wristbands. So even though this emergency call is going over, we don't have to worry about that because we're VIPs. Yeah, there's, there's this a, there's... seems like an insane safety concern like, to I, me. Well, I don't understand the motivation of the older sibling because he's like. I'm just worried that you're not getting the full Jurassic World experience. And that's clearly not his moment. Like, I don't know yeah. what he wants. He's yeah. kind of being a dick. He yeah. has all of a sudden literally turned on a dime yeah. from not giving a fuck about his little brother to all of a sudden wanting to help his little brother have the best day ever. I mean, risking his life. Yeah. Just so good. They're so changeable. I mean, these millennials and their political (laughs) agendas. I don't know what they're about, but all of a sudden he's changed his mind. Classic, right? So these kids Uh, have rolled up in this, like, gyroscopic ball. At a sign that says, restricted restricted area. area. And then (laughs) Zach turns to Grey, the older teen turns to the younger teen, and just looks at him and says, dude, off-road. 
Yeah. And just moves on through, <laughs> which is one of my pitches for episode title. Yeah, dude, dude off road. <laughs> for some reason, they just decide to go into this restricted area. These sweet teens <laughs> get on through to seeing some dinosaurs. I guess a bit more in the wild. Yeah, they see some cool dinos like down by a river. And what are those like, dinosaurs oh, called? The ones with like the, the spiky tails. Spiky tails. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. What they're they're very cool. Spiky tail boys is yeah. what I call them. And we'll, kind of like armadillos. Yeah. Yeah, like little spiky armadillos. Giant armadillos, armadillos. Yeah. 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 So before we see this next very cool thing, we get a scene where Claire goes up to Owen Grady and she's like, I need you. And if that isn't like uh, a summary of this entire film, then I don't know what else is. Yeah. That's but the only takeaway message Professional here. women yeah. needing Chris Pratt. Yeah, so th- this film does... <laughs> I've written down at this point, this film does that awful thing where there's a woman who must choose between career and family and at the end of the movie she realises that all of her problems can be solved by loving a handsome, charming rogue. Which is... Uh... Well, I mean... Well, what if it's specifically Chris Pratt? Yeah, And that I mean, all look, your problems would go away if you were lucky enough to be loving Chris Pratt. I mean, look, he's a beautiful man. I don't know if he can solve, like, institutional sexism. But he... If anyone could, it'd be him. Yeah, that's what I think. Yeah. <laughs> that's my take yeah, on it. I'd say that. Yeah, fair enough. <laughs> so they head out on his motorbike, because of course he has a motorbike, because he's a very awesome mm. sex boy. Mm. And uh, now we're back at these little teens, and they're out in the swamp. Yeah, we uh, get them looking around. Uh, our, our friend Irex rocks up. Mm-hmm. And then we get a bit of uh, kid pinball. Oh, yeah, the Irex is playing soccer with them. Yeah. This is a very good scene. So they just lit... Like, this dino literally just kicks this guy's going to ball around and these kids are floating all over the place bouncing between dinosaurs these uh, armadillo friends are trying to like beat this uh, Irex with their tails good old swing of the tail yeah Yeah. Yeah. and honestly one of the more effective approaches of anything in the film like to attacking this thing these dinos these spiky tail dinos go to bat for the kids like why like the the Irex shows up and it's fucking up with the little gyroscopic ball and these little armadillo dinos are just like well fuck that yeah. And they all start trying to yeah. fight it with their tails. Like these dinos get MVP nominations yeah. today because yeah. they try I'll so hard. I guess I they're just the good guys, boys. right? Like or good girls, probably. Everything's <laughs> they're female. all female. That's yeah. right. Yeah, they're very good girls. Yeah. Um, but they all die. It chomps their heads. Don't worry about it. <laughs> yeah, it really uh, does. Hey. Yeah. And now we get another very contrived communication mismatch where the boy's phone is ringing, he's upside down in the ball, he can't reach his phone, like he just can't reach it. And then we see the um, eye of Sauron again as this... Uh, squinty. Yeah. There's that yeah. whole, like, eye squints must be conscious. Yeah, but ba- basically, like, uh, the IRX grabs this guy's ball, is, like, bashing it around, the kids get out of it, That's they're scary. running away, they get to a waterfall, and then uh, they look at each other, and then uh, Big Teen Zach's like, we're gonna jump, three, two, they jump into the water. For some reason, as they're underwater, Zach's like, shh, stay under. I'm not sure why he's like, no, I know the specific amount of time this time is gonna look for us. <laughs> but he nails it, he nails it. The IRX moves uh, away, and then Zach turns to Grey and is like, you jumped. He says, we jumped. Yeah. <laughs> Which is like... And they laugh about it for like 30 seconds. So, now we're hanging out with Chris Pratt again, and Claire. Uh, so they're out there looking for the kids, and they find this poor dead dino, or this dying dino. Oh, this was so sad, this sad dude. There was, this was, it was just a field of dead dinos, and I felt sad. Yeah. But also, I, I felt it was very... um. 
you know, like humans coming in, like, if we cuddle you, you're going to feel better, sweet dino. Yeah. You know, like, yeah. They didn't really do anything to help. They just, no, sort of they like, just patted oh, it yeah. on the head, like, you'll be okay. Oh, it's dead. Oh, no. But, <laughs> but keeping in mind, if the undercurrent of this film is that humans should engineer dinosaurs so they can fuck them, then that's kind of tying <laughs> yeah. into it. You There's know what a mean? weird three-way yeah. vibe coming There's out like a, here. Because yeah. <laughs> we get a tender moment. Like, this is what every now, like, this yeah. scene is strange. Shit. We get Bryce a- Dallas does shed a tear. Yeah. Is that for the first time? Maybe second time? Maybe I don't the know. first time. In There's a life. couple of shots Perhaps. in the film where she just like <laughs> shoots out a tear, like yeah. a single tear. Like, <laughs> yeah. I am sad now. Yeah. On demand. So they arrive at the scene where the kids broke out of the ball and they're like, oh no, but then Owen realizes that the boys have made it out okay and Claire just starts screaming like a complete lunatic. Yeah, and he's like, like shut up, we're going to get killed. <laughs> like, stop. They're hiding in the frozen dinosaurs and she's just like, ah! <laughs> <laughs> It's completely insane. Yeah. Uh, it's revealed that Owen was in the Navy that he's going to go find the boys. And he's like, you go home. I'll go get the boys. And her response to this <laughs> is to get her boobs out and roll up her sleeves. And well, like, I think that's... I'm ready to go now. She busts open the shirt that she's wearing. She's got a tank top underneath. <laughs> yeah. Rolls up her sleeves. It's looking much more safari. And now she's like, she's ready to go. I think there were any number of different responses to this situation that could have shown Chris Pratt that she was in fact ready for adventure. Yeah. And ready to be helpful. Yeah. I do not think that unbuttoning her shirt was one of yeah. these responses. Number, yeah. number one taking off her high-heeled shoes, Perhaps, which she yes. wears the entire film. <laughs> she runs away from so many dinosaurs rocking these sweet high-heeled shoes. I mean, that's it's amazing. A, it's an incredible talent. Yeah. Yes. I mean, I know, I've never worn high Have you had high-heeled shoes in your life? No. Near Let right. me assure you, it is an incredible yeah. talent. Yeah, there yeah. you go. I can believe it. So we next dive back into uh, our good teen friends, yep. and they have stumbled across the old... Jurassic Park. The There's that whole sign mm-hmm. when dinosaurs ruled or whatever it was. Yeah, yeah. They're going through there and then the film just kind of jerks itself off here for a bit, just being like, remember? Yep. Yeah, but the nostalgia is so real. Yeah. Catering to an audience. That's right. Which it, is us. We're the audience that they are catering to. People yeah, who like fair. the original film, mm-hmm. I guess. Because it's, yeah. it's literally like, what is it? like? He picks up the old banner and well, he picks yeah. up a stick and he wraps that banner around a stick and he makes a torch. The question was, do you still have those matches? I'm like, what? What matches? <laughs> yeah, yeah. At no point were there matches. And they're like, do you still have those matches? Oh, yeah, I'm a 10-year-old kid. Yeah, I yeah. carry matches around. Hey, do you still have that satellite phone that we can use at any point to yeah. completely Dude, advance Dude, are you the still phone? carrying that shotgun? Yeah. Funnily oh. enough, I totally am. I'm glad am. you asked. Yeah. yeah. I got wow. a bazooka. Oh, fucking fantastic. Speaking of bazookas, yeah, we'll come back Jesus. to that later. Christ. We also, at the end of this scene, right at the end, have them digging around. They find a couple of the old Jeeps. And then Zach turns to Gray and is like, do you remember fixing our granddad's Malibu? Oh, man. This is insane to me. Child it's... prodigies, dude. Yeah, dude. Child prodigies. <laughs> I also, I need to point out at this point that every time we say something Kirsten has written down, <laughs> she points silently at her notes, yeah. being like, you got it. Yeah. Like, I also wrote <laughs> no. 
and it's a beautiful a... symbol of synergy. <laughs> yeah. And I just want the podcast audience I to have that. I am a chronic people pleaser, and this is me <laughs> pleasing the people. Look at my notes; they're the same as yours. Yes. Very, very good. good. Very, very good. I thought it was kind of insane <laughs> that, like, it's literally like. Hey, remember that time we fixed up a car once? Yeah, so of course we know how to fix all cars now. Oh my all, god. All cars are the same. Well, he's a child prodigy, B-Man. You're right, yeah. you're right. And because of that, now this may be controversial, because of the way that in the last few minutes this character has completely turned on a dime and gone from being a shiftless millennial obsessed with Tweedo <laughs> to a boy taking control and protecting his little brother, making torches... Re like building old nineteen ninety two jeeps. Zach gets a nominee for MVP for me here. He's, right. he's making some big plays. Yeah, no, I think that's fair. He's he's really making some moves here. He does some good work. Next, jump into moving away from these mechanical yeah. teens into uh, they are loading up a helicopter. They're going to mm. try and shoot down this Donimus Rex. And hang on, where's the helicopter pilot? Don't worry, your boy <laughs> Simon's up. Yes. Uh, my personal MVP, uh, this beautiful rich man being like, we don't need a helicopter pilot. He's going to do it himself because fuck knows why. He's two days away from getting his license. Uh, he he's one day from retirement. Oh, he's so good, dude. It's literally like, the instructor's nowhere to be found. You'll have to fly the copter. And he's like, no fucking worries. Uh, so, okay, we get this intercut with like, they fix the car. Incredibly quickly, these yeah. boys. Apparently, they're genius car mechanics, child prodigies. They can't be stopped. Every situation <laughs> they can resolve, they roll out in the car. Grady and Claire show up, like hot on their trail, uh, and they're like, "Oh, I guess they fixed up one of these cars. How did they even do that?" And while they're figuring it out, Indominus Rex. Now, before we go any further, I was talking to our good friend Eli Melvin, friend okay. of the show, was on yeah, uh, our uh, sequel to the Point Break episode. Eli brought to my attention. <laughs> That there is, in fact, a deleted scene in this film. Oh, goodness. I feel like there are at least several. Certainly. Did you notice that our heroes were, like, a little bit more dirty here? That they'd been kind of clean, and then they'd gotten here, and they were kind of more dirty? I have a question. Bryce Dallas Howard, dirt on boobs? Question mark? Yeah. Okay. No, no, no. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. Apparently, there is a deleted scene where, to hide from this dinosaur, they're like, we have to cover ourselves in dinosaur shit. Obviously. But but then, rushing them back, they were like, we can't just have a film where the protagonists cover themselves in shit for three minutes. <laughs> so they cut it out, and so they're clean, then they get to this scene, and they're covered in shit, and there's no mention of it. And that's where we are now. They're literally like, oh god, we're covered in shit, and there was nothing. Oh man. I, I did not realise any of that. That is so funny. not looking at Bryce Dallas Howard's boobs enough. Yeah. I wasn't. I'll, I'll take that to my grave. <laughs> so, the Adonis Rex shows up as they're, like, sitting there trying to track down the boys. Anyway, so they run. Uh, my only note here goes straight to um, Pterodactyl through the front windscreen. Pow! Straight in the heart. Oh, man. So, yeah, we're back in this scene where there's Rani. Yeah, um, obviously, a helicopter crash, bird's nest. Yeah. We're talking um, about them coming to the bird cage. Yeah, bird cage. yeah. So, for some reason... The Irex is now at the bird cage in inverted commas, which is where all the pterosaurs are. So they're there and like, yeah, they're flying in and then all of a sudden there's all these fucking pterodactyls everywhere. 
So Mizrani opens up with both of the barrels on the gun on his helicopter. They're trying to shoot pterosaurs out of the sky. And then, yeah, that thing you said happens. One of them just, like, beaks straight through the window. Murders the guy in the passenger seat. It's horrifying. The gunman is, like, knocked out through the course of the flight. Hanging on for dear life. And then another pterodactyl comes and just, like, takes him out. And then your boy Simon's there trying to pilot this helicopter. Gets, like, mauled by these pterosaurs. Very flammable ending. Wow. R.I.P. This is insane, right? <laughs> like, the helicopter crashes into the pterosaur enclosure and fucking explodes. Yeah. Like, and it doesn't just explode a little bit. It's like a fucking ridiculously large it's explosion. It's the sort of thing where films these days, a helicopter crash, I could still believe a character getting out of that alive. Yeah. But it was like the filmmakers were like, no, no. Don't worry, this motherfucker is he dead. Like, all these characters are dead. Yeah. Everyone who was in this helicopter is now dead. Mm. Exactly. So moving on from that, like, the birdcage has been opened, mm-hmm. and these pterodactyls are coming to hunt. Dude, it's so many pterodactyls. Straight into, like, like the main parkland. Everyone's like, prepare to evacuate, and these pterodactyls come down, just fucking people up, like, left, right, and center, and then we get here... An MVP nomination for my boy, the dude double fisting margaritas while bailing from pterodactyls. This motherfucker sees him coming, grabs his two margaritas, and just starts jogging. For a second, we see this guy. I don't know if you guys pay much attention to like Comic Cons and stuff, but this guy with his margaritas and the pterodactyl swooping has featured very prominently in. Costumes. Cosplay? Really? People Are people cosplaying this guy? Rock up and just, yeah, walk around with margaritas in hand pretending to be swooped. Oh, man. And that is people... incredible. Yeah, that I is, love it. They that love is it. fucking incredible. Yeah. Okay, <laughs> so this guy, yeah, there's pterosaurs everywhere. Yeah. The, the boys are back in the main part now. I guess they drove their jeep, they got let in through the gate, and now, yeah. like, yeah, uh, what are their names? Zach and Gray are back in the main area. Zara, we see her again briefly, oh she... and then she just gets dies. Done. Yeah, oh, it's so she bad. She dies real bad. By several pterodactyls, and then that plesiosaur gets her as well. Yeah. And I'm left wondering... Did she have to die? Dude, especially in such a horrific way. Yeah. Because it is so drawn out. It's not like, it literally, that, that could have been, she gets chomped by a pterodactyl and that's it. Instead, it's, she gets picked up by a pterodactyl. She gets dropped, dropped picked up by another pterodactyl. And then another one. And then that one gets eaten by a plesiosaur and she gets Probably a little up. bit of drowning in the mix oh. as yeah. well. Yeah, there was. It yeah. was like flying in and out of the water. Yeah. She was like yeah. close to like dying from yeah. drowning. It was she wasn't horrifying. Even, she was not even an unlikable character. No. Like, no. She was British. That's all we knew. This is my note in this scene. All these people running around in this, like, main park area being attacked by these pterosaurs. Just go inside. They're all just running around. There's lots of buildings. Lots of buildings. There's there's, there's a Ben and Jerry's. There's a Starbucks. Those are two that I can tell you about. <laughs> and, uh, nobody yeah. goes into any of there's these There's sponsorship buildings. everywhere. Yeah, there's plenty of sponsored locations that you can walk <laughs> right inside, but none of them do. And instead of walking around inside, we get this fucking elite squad of agents headed up by Owen Grady they roll out and they're just tranking pterosaurs out of the air like the other is like pew, 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 just shooting them down by the dozen like left right and centre they're so good at shooting these things out of the air I don't think anyone in the history of action movies has ever been so accurate yeah that was incredible because the there, there was like an army of these like pterodactyls and they were getting like all of them dozens dude yeah it was literally like there's like five dudes there and they're just like pew, 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 
uh, our boy Chris Pratt knocked down by a pterodactyl. But what's this? Claire got some game, knocks mm. it over, drills like three tranks into it. Oh, so and good. then Whilst still wearing high heels. Yeah, yeah that's and, very impressive. And I gotta say, new outfit looking very good. Yeah. And then just like drills this pterodactyl. Does, uh, the, does the dinosaur shit on her boobs well, really he, enhance it? Here's the thing, yeah. here's the thing. They get up, they kiss for the first time, covered in dinosaur shit. Yeah. The both of them. It's this real romantic moment. And you think like, oh, they're a bit dirty, but that's okay. But knowing about this deleted scene, you're like, like, wow, their first kiss and they're covered in shit. For me, I've written down, they kiss, yikes, why, oh no, this is very terrible. Because, <laughs> like... Listen, maybe maybe I'm a romantic. I didn't mind the kiss so much. I was uh, like, you know what? Like, me, maybe not the best timing, but I feel like they've been through a lot at this point. It felt so poorly motivated to me. Like, I reckon just... if I nearly died, I'd probably want to kiss someone. Don't you yeah. think? Yeah. Yeah. All that adrenaline. Yeah. So Claire's reunited with the kids. So she and Chris Pratt kiss, and then the kids show up, and she runs over to them and just starts uttering nonsense. Mm. She, yeah. she literally says, What is this? Where were you? Where did you go? Why didn't you come back? She's got that baby brain, dude. And you know? Yeah, she switched into. There's this hot, sweaty guy that she's just macked. You know, yeah, yeah, and they're like, she's also covered in dinosaur <laughs> shit. I feel like we should not forget yeah. that all these social interactions she's happen with her whiffy. covered in shit. Yeah, yeah, but they're just like, who's he? <laughs> yeah, and, uh, and she's like, we work together, you know, because they do work together. That's yeah. A good excuse. So yeah. now, yeah. if we hadn't nominated Hoskins for MVP already, which I feel like we did at some point, I don't know, it was a while ago. I'm nominating him now for this scene where he charges in the control room and he's like, "There's a new team on the ground because he's brought in his boys, his corporate espionage boys, got that tick, here yeah, to take control of the park." Does a pterodactyl open the gate? Humans, dude. Humans have become the problem. There's a ah, stampede of people okay. busting through That's this right. gate. That's yeah. what happens. Yeah, we have so become they, the animals. So they open the gate. <laughs> Hackaboy Larry calls Claire and says that Hoskins is planning to use the raptors to hunt the Irex. This is part of his new team on the ground thing. So Claire and Grady, Chris yeah. Pratt, go to confront him. Uh, Grady punches Hoskins right in the face. Dude, mm. nice. Love nice. that insubordination. Nice. That insubordination. Oh, it's so good. He punches him right in his nose and says you can't do this with my raptors you gotta be good about ha- having them stop yeah. having them you, you gotta have yeah. ethics my friend and Hoskins is like we're doing it with or without you and he's like well okay <laughs> yeah like very immediately this is quite a short scene and he's like how dare you and he's like well we're doing it and he's like well then I'm on board yeah he really is <laughs> You've sold a because he's literally like well I guess I'd rather be there than not so yeah, yeah they, they, they move right into a scene where now they're, they're saddling up the raptors to head out and track down the Irax and the boys are there and Chris Pratt's explaining who all those raptors are and he's like the Charlie, Gamma, Delta and Blue yeah yeah nice he's dude the, he's the beta yeah but who's the alpha it's Chris Pratt. I think we know and it's Chris Pratt. And you're looking at him. It's yeah. that sex boy. It's the sex boy alpha male. I mean, look. I also, at this point, wrote down, like, we haven't seen uh, the Irex in, like, since, since Simon died. That was the last time we saw him. Yeah, so This wow. whole pterodactyl scene where, like, this main villain was just absent. He does camouflage, so... Maybe they were... Yeah, maybe he was in all the shots. He's maybe, unseeable. I mean, yeah, she, right? right? Maybe she, she yeah. was in all the shots. Thank yeah. you. Yeah. 
the kids get locked in the back of an armored truck so that they can be protected, and Claire is sitting in the front of the armored truck watching all of this go down on her iPad while Grady does cool raptor shit. Mm. So there's some really awkward, weird family malarkey in the back of the truck where the boys talk about how they're brothers and they'll always be brothers, and brothers are great and they'll always come back to each other. It sucks a lot. And it's very out of tone, very forgettable, and very cookie cutter. Particularly so. because of how much they suck as brothers, but anyway, we can probably yeah. <laughs> we speed on through that. We're not going to waste your time listening no. to it because it sucks. It's the worst part of the film. So yeah. this guy in the beanie, the new guy who almost dies... Fiercest button push ever. Oh, it's so good. Yeah, so Chris Pratt has been there. He's got that hunk of flesh with the tracker in. Mm-hmm. He's given them the raptors. They're sniffing it. And then we get this button push. The raptors are out. They're chasing the IRX. And uh, your boy Chris Pratt is following them on a motorcycle. And we get a very, very cringy, well, line where I think one of the boys in the back of the truck is looking over Claire's shoulder on this iPad. And she's like, your boyfriend is badass. And she's just like, (sighs) yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Isn't he just? To me, I've written a note here that this is quite strange. Because we're now getting a scene where there's something going on that is a movie. You've got Owen Grady riding on this motorbike. He's riding around with the Raptors. They're hunting down the Irax. And every other character in the movie is just watching the movie. Because we look at the boys and Claire and they're sitting there watching it on the iPad. And they go to the control room and Hoskins and Larry and everyone else are just watching it on the screens. And everyone is just like, this is sick. Yeah. Like, it's literally like this short section where they, they stop the movie so that all the characters in the movie can take a turn to say... Isn't this awesome? Isn't it really cool what we're doing right now? Hoskins and literally then, is like, yeah, awesome. Yeah, like, and he picks up a soda. He's like, <sighs> he's like drinking Larry's soda, being like, this is sick. It's like, it's the ultimate, like, fucking show don't tell moment. They've just got these actors, these characters just being like, wow, isn't this cool what we're doing right now? Can we also just take a moment to appreciate Larry and the control room and MVP Barry? In the field? Yeah, just like that choice of like script writing and being like, <laughs> yeah. you know what, like two of our best characters, Larry and Barry. Yeah. I fucking I don't know. Like <laughs> who, who are these nameless characters? I f- oh, Larry, Larry Barry. and Barry. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Fuck, what do you want from me? <laughs> I only got paid two million dollars to yeah. write this script, okay. Yeah. Larry well, Aaron and Barry. Sorkin. Jesus. Yeah. Jesus. <laughs> they track it down. The Irex is there, they all got their guns pointed on it, and the rappers are there, and then hang on. The Raptors start communicating. Barry's like, something's gone wrong. And then uh, our boy Chris Pratt puts together that there's a Raptor in the IRX. The Raptors change sides. And listen, they were so preoccupied with whether or not they could train Raptors, they didn't stop to think if they should. Very well done. (laughs) (laughs) Who saw that coming? Jesus, certainly not me an hour and a half ago. The IRX is part Raptor. Yeah. Don't worry about it. But listen, like, so the Raptors turn on them, it shouldn't matter because one of these dudes has a bazooka. He has a missile launcher. And I really wonder why they just don't all have bazookas at yeah. this point. Because everyone's useless and this guy has a bazooka fucks it up and it's like, just give him all bazookas. Yeah. Like, yeah, I'm right there with you. Like, this, this Indominus Rex is apparently immune to bullets. But it's not immune to missiles. Well, you know how these things are with metal. They just ignore it. (laughs) Metal doesn't matter to the dinos. That's right. They shoot it a lot. It doesn't care about the bullets, but it gets shot with a missile and it falls over, but is still okay. Yeah. We get a scene of Hoskins looking there being like, I done fucked up as his whole team is being killed. Mm -hmm. And then we get Chris Pratt eye to eye with one of his raptors, like trying to calm it down. This is so... 
unhinged. And this fucking rat gets bazookaed. Dude, like you like, wouldn't believe. It's it's like a joke how this happens. Like he's staring at this raptor. I like they're literally like having a moment, and you just see this missile come in out of the side of the frame, and the raptor just explodes. Like it's like out it's of nowhere. Up. It just blows up, and it cuts back to Owen Grady, and he's just like, okay. Yeah, because obviously he had like, a bond with that one, and he's like, ah, oh, my friend. Yeah, it got blown up. <laughs> and like the kids are like, oh my god, is everyone dying? And Claire's like, no, 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 they're fine. And then Zach's like, you're lying. And then Claire says, it's okay to lie when people are scared. <laughs> Which, if that isn't a lesson for life, I don't know what is. It's okay to lie when people are scared. Yeah. Title pitch for the movie. Mm. But the Raptors are here now, all of a sudden. I guess this was all taking place Really at the same time close to yeah when, i guess so uh, i mean it makes no sense because we get literally a whole scene where chris pratt and the raptors are riding around trying to find the irex and then yeah. half a second later they're there like they're at the place where the kids are but don't worry about it well Doesn't i mean matter. keeping in mind it, it is canon from like the first film that dinosaurs can teleport from that that's t-rex true. That's true. so i guess seeing these raptors <laughs> just like you gotta be consistent yeah, yeah exactly exactly yeah. it's actually a little touched on aspect in the movies but these dinosaurs all have yeah teleportation yeah. abilities it can camouflage also it can teleport yeah that's exactly. that's a given right yeah, we put T-Rex DNA in it, so it can teleport. <laughs> Claire's driving away, the kids are in the back of the van. The back van doors are open for no reason. They're just flapping open in the wind. So the raptors are trying to get in the back of the van. The kids pick up this little fucking cattle prod and they zap the raptor as it jumps in the van. It's very cute, very nice, very good. Then Owen Grady rolls up on his motorbike and we get this really weird fucking moment where the kids are in the back of the van, they see Grady roll up on the motorbike and they're literally just like, yeah! Yes! Owen! Yes! Like, I swear they say, Owen! Yeah! Yeah! Woo! Owen! And to me, just like random inarticulate screaming about Owen, title pitch for the movie. <laughs> just they like, fucking love Owen! that boy. Yes! They love Owen! him a lot. Scientist. Yeah, Equals from, bad team. The scientist from the bad team. Hoskins is there. That's, that's when we revealed that, in fact... Hoskins is working with um, someone Dr. else. Woo. Yeah. Yeah. It's like guy. a side project. Yeah, thing. and they're not working for InGen. No. They're working for someone else, and mm. they're gonna take the embryos off the island. Never he's... heard that before. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, that's remakeability, right there. <laughs> that's L- true. Literally the key premise. So Hoskins is there. Copy and paste. He's like, <laughs> we're gonna take these the embryos off the island because. I don't want a bunch of lawyers messing around oh, with shit they don't understand. Lawyers. 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 Very good. Delivering twice in one moment. Little Larry um, is the most awkward, valuable player. I mean, like him going up to this girl being like, someone has to stay. I'm going to say... Sacrificing himself and then assuming that him self-sacrificing gets him the girl. Yeah. Yeah. Because this because this lady has... As she says that she has a boyfriend and so they go for an awkward hug instead. Oh, it's so good. All I'm she's saying... She's cute as fuck. She's, that, really, she's a really sweet lady. Yeah. All I'm saying, if that's Chris Pratt being like, I'll stay, that girl's giving him a kiss. Mate. I don't, I don't care. a kiss. What? what? <laughs> Our lead party, our, our heroes, the teens and the adults are all together now. They're fleeing into the lab now? Yeah. I guess they're just in the lab now. And then they just have yeah. that like, weird two minutes where they look at, like, 
Yeah, different dinosaur shit. Yeah, it's very strange. They're just looking at different tanks. There's a snake. Like, it's cool. Like, I get it. Animals are amazing, but mm, is this the time and the place? Well, yeah. Is, they're they're figuring out the ingredients of the gene cocktail that is the Indominus Rex. They're yeah. kind of like, oh, 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 what? Oh, snake. Oh, oh, oh cuttlefish. Yeah. Oh, raptor. Yeah. Oh, well, oh, oh, you know? It's, it's really beating <laughs> you over the head like with it. That. Exactly. Yeah. That's but, pitch perfect. That is what the scene is exactly. <laughs> that's actually, like. that's kind from the film so don't sue us <laughs> to me <laughs> that's fair use <laughs> to me to me there must have been another deleted scene here where they went from where they were before of course, into dude. the lab yeah. Yeah. it's literally like they're on the road and then the next thing we see they're bursting into the lab and they're like oh, here we are look at all these different animals the original movie must have been like four hours long <laughs> yeah <laughs> There's With so like a 15 shit minute shit covering montage. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so bad you really like okay. it. <laughs> Alright, what, <laughs> what song do you think plays under the romantic shit montage? Oh, to me, oh, the mean, poop rolling scene? For me, oh, yeah. for me it's the, the Pina Colada song. <laughs> Just on that like yeah. Yeah, they're just like dancing, carrying this shit. To me, it's yeah. the song from Ghost. Oh, that or like that fucking uh fucking song from Top Gun like and take my breath away. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Boom, yeah. Boom, boom. yeah, it's definitely boom, one of those. Boom, boom. They're there like smearing boom, boom, boom. shit on each other, do, listening do, do, to some do, do, hot nineties jams. Yeah, it's yeah, very good. It's extremely good. If you were gonna have a romantic moment in a pile of dinosaur shit. Covering yourself in shit with Chris Pratt. Am I allowed to refer to my Spotify? You are, list? definitely. Take a minute. Okay. So, 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 Kirsten, I want to set the scene for Do you. Do you have a playlist? Chris, Chris Pratt dinosaur a... shit moments. <laughs> Let me refer to my specific playlist. Pull up the Chris Pratt dinosaur shit playlist. So, no, I want to set the scene for you, Kirsten. You're Please. in Jurassic Park. Should we close our eyes? Yeah. Hey, my eyes have been closed the entire time. Owen Grady, Chris Pratt is there. He's like, hey, does Kirsten. Does he have a shirt on still, or? I mean, he does now, but he's taking it <laughs> off. And he's saying, Kirsten, come cover yourself in dinosaur shit with me. What song is playing while you do that? Perhaps, um, when I think about you, I touch myself. Oh, oh that's Divinals. That's divinals. divinals. Or, yeah. or fine line between pleasure and pain. Cause also Divinals. Food. Yeah, wow. You're, divinals you're, gonna re- you're a real Divinals girl over here. Yeah. Wow. I'll allow it. <laughs> you, you, know, you know that one artist that does this one song and the other artist does that other song? You mean the same one? Yeah. You yeah. love those are the vinyls. So they're sitting in the lab, they're looking at all different dino stuff. Hoskins shows up out of nowhere and he starts monologuing. This to me is strange. He comes in, he starts monologuing his bullshit philosophy about how they need to make weapons out of the dinosaurs, about how this is the future, and then... Again, back to the whole robots versus dinosaurs thing. That's just like, it's absurd. But then completely out of nowhere, a raptor just bursts into the lab and just eats Hoskins. Yeah. Just eats There's him. some good blood splatter, hey. Yeah, yeah. it's very yeah. Dexter. Nice. Very, Dexter. <laughs> very Dexter, that's uh, right. Yeah. So our heroes flee from the lab, which is where the raptor that's eating Hoskins is. There's another raptor, or maybe it's the same raptor that's chasing them. Gets fooled by a hologram. Yeah. Yeah, science. They yeah. <laughs> well, I'm saying, robots versus dinosaurs. <laughs> Yeah, holograms wow. can beat them. That's <laughs> yeah. all I'm saying. They activate a hologram of a Dilophosaur. The T-Rex gets scared, and it's like, oh fuck, a Dilophosaur. And then, but it's fake. Grady's outside, and he's holding off these three dinosaurs, these three raptors, with his bare hands. One of them has been blown up by a missile, but the other three are still there. And he's just there, like, hey, hey, 
in this cool callback to earlier in the movie. Um, and the Irex shows up. The Raptors change sides yet again, and they decide that they're now pro Chris Pratt and his friends, and they start fighting the Irex to protect the family. We see Blue get knocked the fuck out, but our friends, I'm guessing Charlie and Delta? One of them goes flying into a deep fryer. Oh, that was so stupid. It was just so insane. These raptors, who I genuinely care more about than the whole family. Half of the cast. Yeah. Like, they get fucked up real bad, and I feel sorry for them. They are being taken to town by this Indominus Rex. Like, yeah, as you say, one of them gets thrown in a deep fryer, so now there's only two left, and Mm. the two are just getting their asses handed to them. And the kids are there, like, the Indominus Rex is uh, flying around, Chris Pratt's with the kids, and then... Our good friend Claire realizes, listen, if you're gonna have a big like boss fight, you gotta get that T-Rex in. Yeah, she dude. runs the T-Rex paddock, gets it opened up, pulls out a flare, and literally leads this T-Rex yeah. with a flare to the Indominus yeah, Rex. Yeah, dude. The thing that motivates her to do that, which is also ridiculous, is the fact that one of the kids goes, We need more teeth. Yeah, good point. Yeah, and goes and gets the T-Rex. Because, yeah. like, that's what you do when you need more teeth. Now we get this ridiculous scene where the T-Rex is fighting the Indominus Rex because, oh boy, that's what you came to the cinema for, was to see this occur. And uh, this whole scene is just very... I mean, like, what else can you say about it? There's a big fight scene. It's yeah. T-Rex and an Indominus Rex. The T-Rex looks like it's com- getting completely smoked, but then a little raptor comes in, the last remaining raptor, I guess, and tips the scales. In it's the, blue, yeah, yeah, yeah. Tips the scales in favor of the t-rex yeah and until a plesiosaur fucking bursts out of the water yep. and just like grabs the known as rex and yes. that's it that's came over that's done so this movie here. like ends the same way as the original Jurassic yeah. park which is that like oh a dinosaur comes out of literally nowhere and saves the day just devours the threat i re- really appreciated that there was just like this one minute of slow motion eye contact oh my god a couple no. of different oh. You know, like a couple of different characters and di- the know. begrudging the- respect from the T-Rex yeah. to the Raptor yeah. was incredible because this T-Rex <laughs> okay so the Indominus Rex is gone it's done this T-Rex turns around to this Raptor they look at each other for like 10 seconds and they both kind of just nod yeah. and the T-Raptor moves yeah. away and then the Velociraptor just... turns to Chris Pratt and is yeah. like we're equals yeah. now yeah <laughs> and just literally is kind of like no shit man I, I feel you like yeah. we're, we're right here we're in this yeah it's it's insane and I've just written down at this point these movies have third act problems yeah <laughs> they really like, do they, they the just way, can't nail it the way they decide to wrap it up is like yeah I guess the dinosaurs and the humans are just friends now yeah I guess the uh, parents come down. I guess we're going to care about the family now. Yeah, there's a bit of a flash forward to, like, yeah. I guess, the next day or whatever. Yeah. Yeah, like, the parents are there to collect their kids. We're in this little creche, and there are a lot of sick and injured people. A lot of injured people. Like, a lot Those of pterodactyls fuck shit up. Mm. Yeah, wow. As Claire is talking to her family, she's obviously met at a bridge that seven years' distance uh, <laughs> has created... Uh, she's sort of like talking with them and then looks over to her, her boyfriend, uh, yeah. Chris Pratt, who is talking to an anonymous old man and just kind of patting him on the shoulder. Because yeah. that's the man he is. He's a hero. He's a great And guy. so he'll talk to an old person and not be upset about it. So uh, <laughs> important to note, all of the family squabbling, divorces, just, it's just gone. It's done. Don't worry about it. 
Doesn't matter. Not part of the movie. Not part of the story. Not relevant well, at all. Well, listen, I guess if a family member survives Murder Island, you got to <laughs> reconsider some things, right? Yeah. So Grady and Claire are left alone after the family leaves, and they decide that they should stick together and literally walk off into the sunset. It's just that and then- sweet maternal instinct that all females have obviously just kicks straight back in. She just gets yeah, clucky, right. yeah. Real She's just kind of like, man, I am... Like I'm running out of eggs. Biological clock is ticking. <laughs> Let's fucking yeah. The obvious. We can clone dinosaurs. And then we have. I'm gonna have babies. We gotta fuck now. And then we have that T Rex with the scars around its neck from where that yep. Irex was uh, fucking it up, getting on top with a modulation of that classic uh, Jurassic Park theme as it overlooks the park, and that's it. It just roars. That's the film. I mean, it's the, it's it just, just it's the king of the park. Yeah. But it's obviously leading on to Jurassic World 2. 2. 2018. But T-Rex is still the king and <laughs> has been the entire... These films do nothing to be like, hey, uh, you never believe there's something other than a T-Rex. Nah, it is the T-Rex. That's the big <laughs> yeah. threat. The movie literally ends with a panoramic shot of Island Nubler. Zoom in on a T-Rex walking out of the bush and screaming. Just like, just being like, Every- I'm a T-Rex! <laughs> Listen, okay, before we go any further, here are my things from last episode that we had for remakeability. Number one, hating millennials. Number two, hating on lawyers. Number three, corporate espionage. Number four, insubordination. Number five, charismatic leading man pulling pranks. Number six, child prodigies. And number seven, the hubris of the wealthy. Every single fucking point Takes all the this boxes. film Hit. It nailed it. Incredible. Every, I think as we, yeah, we, we mentioned throughout the thing, like every one of those. Every single one. It's the perfect remake. It's... And within a few minutes as well. It didn't yeah. even yeah. take us one. <laughs> <laughs> Here they are. Here they are. You're welcome. <laughs> it's very quick. It's literally like they got all of it out of the way in the first 20 minutes. So they <laughs> and could be now like, let's get on to the storytelling. Yeah, don't worry about it. You know, you saw Jurassic Park? Yeah, yeah it's Jurassic Park. And now is <laughs> the next part. So on a remakeability like index... They've done amazing. They've done a really good job. They really but don't get me wrong. I think there are issues with this film, but I think it's also very enjoyable. And I think oh, as definitely. far as the remake goes, it pretty much fucking nails oh, it. I wouldn't want it any other way. No, you know? it's it's the right tone. Yeah. That's right. Um, so, shall we talk MVPs? I think I've got three votes for Barry. <laughs> I literally have no other MVPs. I love Barry. Barry. Wow. He is um, the most reasonable character in the entire film. I Barry. love Simon Mizrani. Ah, uh, it's for me it's gotta be Simon Mizrani. But let's 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 find out and let's sum up who everyone yeah, that we've okay. got is. So we have So we've got Larry Life, sorry. Larry, Barry, Barry, Sari. Sari, Simon Mizrani. <laughs> uh Hoskins, Blue, the uh ride operator. The oh, young dude, he was boy, very good. The ride operator, the hospitality um, worker. That's right. The the spiky tail dino boys. Mm. Uh, I nominated uh, Zach at one point mm. for taking on a, mm. a very leadership was not well role. received, yeah, but you did yeah. nominate. Yeah, I mean, all right, we we also got to nominate the plesiosaur and the plesiosaur. Oh, of course, of course. Up. Yeah. yeah. Listen, Simon Mizrani, I'm a big fan of, but also that anonymous ride operator, I'm a big fan of. They're mm. my two. As a millennial, do you relate strongly with him? I sure do. <laughs> to me, he's too much of a meme, right? Yeah. Like, that character was deliberately funny. Being like, guys, this is my job. Oh, fucking you know? speaking of memes. Jimmy Fucking Fallon. the dub... No. <laughs> <laughs> no. Nope. 
Well, nearly. <laughs> no, the fucking do double fisting margaritas. Oh man, yeah. Well, yeah, we nominated him but, as well. Yeah. But they never right. intended him to be a meme. He yeah. was just there, he... and the internet picked up on him, and yeah. they're like, "You, you are our spirit animal." I think Simon was right. I mean, that's that. That would be my pick as well. What about you, Kirsten? Um, in his role as in. Increasing public interest in dinosaurs and cool shit like that. Uh-huh. I'll allow it. I'll allow the, you, the vote. You like Simon Masroni? Simon Masroni? Yeah. All right. There we have it. Simon, you did it. You've done it. <laughs> you crashed a helicopter. You're a hero. Oh, first great bit of trivia. That uh, sea-dwelling dinosaur, whose name we didn't know, that we alternately called Megalodon or Plesiosaur, known as the Mosasaurus. So... I'll just throw that one out there once and we won't talk any more about it. Yeah. <laughs> Mosasaurus. That's hidden knowledge. <laughs> another, another little bit of trivia. Um, the concept for this latest movie, probably not titled Jurassic World at the time, uh, started 2004. Ten years of script or story and script iterations to settle on the final concept. Wow. So what you're saying is this movie is the product of a decade of effort. Yeah. And Does this is what they came up that with. This is what they came up with. <laughs> that is something else yeah. when you consider <laughs> yeah, it that yeah, way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh my god, dude. This is huge. A popular fan theory is that Chris Pat's character, Owen Grady, is the adult version of the boy that Dr. Grant intimidates with the raptor claw at the start of Jurassic Park 1993. His ability to anticipate the pack hunting behavior of the raptors could be explained by the warning that Grant gives him in the original film. Uh, I mean, it explains why that character decided he wanted to go off to work with raptors, but apparently the actor who played that child said something like, guys like me don't grow up to look like Chris Pratt. I 100% agree. That was my main point of intention. <laughs> guys like that don't look like Chris Pratt. Yeah. Humans as pattern-seeking creatures are fantastic in that way and that they will make a link with anything. Yeah, but that's also better, right? I mean, to be fair, a much like, better storyline. Do you remember, like, Chris Pratt... Used to be a chubby boy. Yeah, but he's looking more handsome than that kid. Oh, I don't know, man. Yeah. Chubby Pratt. I mean, that was a child, dude. I mean, it was, chub- was, was a prepubescent yeah. child. Chubby you Pratt. can't compare a prepubescent no, my, child to my, my Chris is, Pratt. I am very familiar with Chubby Chris Pratt. I am a big fan of the OC, and he was in the entire of season four, and a little really? bit of season three. I fucking love the OC. Uh, I've been watching a lot of Parks and Rec lately. Okay, right? and yeah. Chris Pratt that is chubby, yeah, Pratt? Chubby, chubby Pratt. Chubby so Pratt. But good. I'm talking young, chubby. Pratt, that kid doesn't look anything like him. The kid doesn't have puberty. His jaw won't be the right nah, shape. No, His no, whole no, no, body. no, 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 no. I, I think, know, I man. think that. I think people would make that link anyway, but yeah. even if he did, I think that is the internet's mm-hmm. mistake. <laughs> that is that's the, the internet's title. mistake. That's yes. the title of our uh, podcast. <laughs> that's yeah. the internet's mistake. That's episode four. The internet's mistake. <laughs> Dreamcast. Here's the thing about Dreamcast, all right? Yes, of course, so many actors out there in the world, but I only want Chris Pratt to play that sex boy for me. No, there's no way to replace Chris Pratt. He's perfect. He's hot right now. He's the leading man. He's the guy that you want in the film. No, of course. It's always going to be that crispy rat. He's perfect Mm. to play Owen Grady. There's no denying that. I would say Bryce Dallas Howard. Hear me out. Kate Blanchett. I mean, always Kate Blanchett, right? Kate Blanchett could do anything. Okay. Or Naomi Woods. Anything. Nice. Also good. Meryl um, Streep. Mm. Meryl Streep. <laughs> okay. All right. We're, we're getting a bit ridiculous <laughs> now. Because I would replace Larry in a heartbeat. Like, no, I love I Jack you know, Johnson. It's far too Nick Miller for my tastes in this film. 
he could be played capably by the inimitable Dev Patel. Sure. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Like, Small, hapless. Yeah, yeah I would yeah. love to see it. Yeah. yeah Dev yeah. Patel up in that role. I would mind Dev Patel, uh, Dev Patel from the newsroom. You know what I feel like is a great call? Hoskins. Idris Elba. Okay. All right. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I'd watch yeah. that man yeah, do anything. All right. Anthony Hopkins for Hoskins. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, could do it. Yeah. Uh, what about Anthony Hopkins mm-hmm. as... Uh, Grady. Owen, Owen Grady, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that seems good to me. Okay, yeah. right. Like an old sort of old sort of vibe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And what like... I, what I don't really like is Bryce Dallas Howard and her panic face. But I don't know who I would replace her with. Hmm. Like a more stoic female character? Like Tilda Swinton? Um, perhaps, but then... She's quite stoic. Would she need rescuing? I don't know. No, she would Glenn Close, perhaps. I don't think she'd need... Like, I know her face, but I don't know. Uh, she's in the Stepford Wives, also Guardians of the Galaxy. <laughs> <laughs> what about... No, the other girl that's in Guardians of the Galaxy. There's a lot of crossover here. But, like, oh. the green chick. The green chick. Oh, um, fucking... What's her name? What's her name? What's her name? Um, Zoe Saldana. Yeah. Zoe Saldana. Yeah, she's Give me that Zoe Saldana. Yes. Anywhere, anytime, all the time, Zoe Saldana. She's cool. very good. She can cool. do everything. Yeah. yeah. Yes. All right. What about the actress that plays Claire in... House of Cards? House of Cards. Do, do you mean... Oh, the scary one? No, no, no. You know what? Speaking of Hoskins... Yeah. Oh, Kevin Spacey is yeah. Hoskins? Are you fucking kidding me? <laughs> yes, of course. <laughs> Holy shit. I'm going to die if I don't remember this actress's name. I'm Googling it. She's done things recently. Robin fucking right. Fuck. <laughs> She's in Wonder Woman. She's she incredibly famous. She's Princess Buttercup in The Princess Bride. So, she is, you know yeah. what? It's Robin Wright. She's Can very famous and she deserves recognition. Okay. Mandy Patinkin as the Indominus Rex. <laughs> The big Mandy, Mandy Patinkin. Like, yeah, dude. Rawr! It's not a, a CG dinosaur. It's it's Mandy Patinkin on a green screen edited in. But can you imagine the difference in the way that people would have like interpreted Indominus Rex if it actually was a person? Yeah, yeah. Like, Patinkin. You know, like smile. Yeah, and then yes. but like Indominus well, Rex. Yeah. When everyone's like, "That's not a dinosaur," they're like, "Well, fucking it's obviously, Mandy. it's Mandy Patinkin. Obviously, <laughs> <laughs> he's crawling through the underbrush. He's killing that T Rex." Uh, this Mandy Patinkin <laughs> slamming a T-Rex into the ground <laughs> and like smashing out real good like music theater numbers as well. yes about ooze and toys Still Interested is a production of the Curio Network and hosted by Ben McAllister and Jackson Usid we are produced by me Grace Chapel. editing by Jackson Usid theme music is Anitra's Dance composed by Edward Grieg you can follow us on Facebook and Twitter at Curio Network and at SI Curio Show. We'd love to hear from you if you've got thoughts about the show, so find us on Facebook or Twitter. If you like the show, think about giving us a rate and review on iTunes or wherever you listen. It actually is really helpful. We've got other content on Curio such as Odds and Ends, where I talk with people about the mementos they've kept and the stories behind them. Or How to Win Loot and Influence Dragons, where we play D&D. Seriously, it's a lot of fun. Check it all out at curionetwork.com. We'll see you in two weeks.
We aren't entirely sure what we're gonna do next, so if you've got an idea for a franchise that's been rebooted or remade, get at us on Twitter, get at us on Facebook, let us know, we might do it. Yeah, shoot um, it our way, we, uh, we're very impressionable. <laughs> yeah, we're incredibly foolish and incredibly willful and we'll just do whatever you tell us. Yeah, so, please. 